0: Doc Rivers continues to, time and time again, not get it, when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play!
1: You bet one one bone to win 19? Just... What site do you use where you can actually bet one buck?
0: I... They let you do 50-cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down, like the drain comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from.
1: From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina.
0: Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you back for the big football show. And it's it's an even bigger football show tonight because... We're doing both our fantasy show and our regular football pick show at the same time. So uh, the reason is because of scheduling issues on my end, but uh, we're happy to do it. So we have our friend Jerry Will joining us for the first, end of the first hour of our show. And then um, at about 9.15, we'll bring in the rest of our football picks panel, uh, Andy in Seattle and John in Connecticut, to break down the football picks and then give you our picks of the week. So uh, it should be a really good time. Let's get right to it everybody and we missed you last week we're glad to happy to be back here doing the program with you um, here on here on the air and so let's bring back jerry jerry good to see you again how's it going tonight
2: good man dave thanks for having me on again it's uh another week another fantasy and uh people on twitter have been talking about fantasy so i figured it'd be a good time to get back on the pod and i want to apologize to all of the kareem hunt owners or if you guys went out and got kareem hunt <laughs> um that's right it, it lined up perfect though because nick chubb got hurt and kareem hunt was the lead back and at the time like we discussed kareem hunt and nick chubb had almost the same amount of fantasy points so you figure that he would be a bona fide, you know rb1 and then unfortunately he got hurt but chubb got hurt as well so um hopefully hunts back sooner than later because <laughs> i needed an rb2 and I ended up sending away Jamar Chase in, in a trade for Ch- for Hunt, which at the time they were even. And now right. Hunt's hurt, but Jamar Chase is an absolute animal, which I knew that's why I drafted him. But um, we'll see what happens. I got Kadarius Tony and Cortland Sutton to take his place, so I think they're they're people who could uh, get the job done.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, in the case of Sutton, I think that'll be a good pickup because he's been mm-hmm. solid in, on the team that I'm that I have this year, and. In- in our, we're both in the same league, right? In Humber's yep. league. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. So yep. you probably
2: hey, more, more more targets than digs, more air yards than a lot of the wide receivers out there. Cortland Sun gets a lot of opportunities. Yeah. It seems to have been. It certainly has been
0: a different year for running backs. But um, a couple of big guys I want to come up, come come into off the top. Um, we'll get to Aaron Jones later because I think that's been mm. the topic all year. We're gonna mm. get to that. It was just a nutty. That was just. Boy, what a letdown that was! But yeah, but listen, I'm not going to get to that yet. We're going to go stay in the positives, and mm-hmm. the positives we'll start with is, um, Derek Henry. I I think he did have a down game last on uh, Sunday, but and up he to still
2: then, threw a touchdown pass.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's he, so even at that, he still had a touchdown. Like he just threw for a touchdown. That's right. Yeah, in a yeah. just a, an absolute stomping of the yeah. Titans. I'm sorry, of the Chiefs from, by the Titans. On on yeah. Sunday,
2: it's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, and a guy that you know on that Titans team, which you know weeks ago you probably could have made a bid to get, and that was AJ Brown um, yeah. before he really started to take off, and now he's you know back to being the AJ Brown that you thought you you trade for. Obviously injuries are always an issue there, but he's had a monster couple weeks, monster yeah. couple weeks. Yeah, good and point. There's uh... a guy. There's a guy who you might be able to go and get. um, that has not been that great but the targets are there 13 targets 10 targets 11 targets that's calvin ridley mm-hmm. um he's been hurt a little bit uh the offense has not been great but it looks like that kyle pitts is starting to emerge it may open it up for him a little bit matt ryan's playing a little bit better he's the guy the targets are there like all you want in fantasy are those opportunities and he's you know he had 13 targets one game one 11 one game 10 one game the targets are there so um, he's a guy that you know might be able to go and, and get that could potentially go on a streak just like AJ did. So just keep that in mind.
0: Okay. Duly noted on that. Uh, so overall, I, I feel like it's been a home run. If you remember the week before when Tennessee beat Buffalo, mm-hmm. uh, you had Henry go off on a 75-yard touchdown yeah. run, and that really set mm-hmm. the bar for him. So, I mean, look, I was expecting a drop-off. He's been great.
2: That game, man. I can tell you guys and, and you fantasy heads will appreciate this. I had Stefan Diggs, yep, and I had Josh Allen and I needed in the final two drives. All I needed was 11 yards from Diggs to win or a touchdown from Josh Allen to win. And they were at the one yard line, Josh Allen tried to sneak it. They were at, they, they couldn't get it done. And I ended up losing that week on, you know, on a crazy, crazy week. I've, like I said to you earlier, Dave, with that one league, I have some crazy bad luck. Josh Allen, one week, Rushed for a touchdown, but he slid into the end zone, and they called it back. I lost by two points. That Ooh. Week. So, Ooh. I, yeah. you were in on that? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. right. And yeah.
0: and then if you remember, they were going for it on fourth down. I mean, maybe we're talking about the same thing, but that was probably maybe that was earlier. But if you remember on fourth down, it was like less than thirty seconds left in the game. It was fourth mm-hmm. and one, mm-hmm. and they basically that was the game. Like they could have kicked a field goal to tie it, but they went for it last they, week. Last week. Yeah, yeah, the week before. Yeah, like, I yeah. lost.
2: I lost that one when when he slipped at the at the goal line.
0: Yeah, that too. Well, or, no, when, are when are we talking so about long. the same play? That's what that's what I'm so, wondering too. So the, the, game, the game,
2: the game, the game that you're referring to is that the game that was a week before Tennessee against Tennessee. Yeah, that was a week before. That was a week yeah, before. So yeah. So I lost. I lost by like four. That all I needed was that 100 yard bonus, which had been five points from Diggs, five point five with the catch. I needed 11 yards. Didn't yeah. get it. And then all I needed was that touchdown by Allen. I would have won. Lost there at the goal line Ugh. and a couple of weeks back that he slid into the end zone and the ref said he gave himself up. The touchdown off the board I lost by 2 that week. So in reality in that league I'm fourth in points. I really should only have two losses.
0: Dude. Yeah, that that sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Now, I don't think that was a bad call, but that that really sucks. Like, it's the rule. It's, it's the, the rule, rule. right? So, like he did yeah. give himself up. That was that's that's bit, yeah. that's how you would call it. Yep. But that's that's the unfortunate thing about fantasy sports is that Little things like that can like eat you up. Oh, now, yeah. You want to talk about Jones? Like, you mentioned the Chubb situation and the Hunt situation. So that's a good, that was good setup for this. Yeah. But man, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think that, I just think that he's being underutilized at this point. Six fantasy uh, points is bad.
2: Like, I agree. They abandoned the run game.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Yeah. We kind of agree mutually on this, but. There's no doubt. Like they don't run the ball enough and I don't really see why
2: like it works. Are they just I mean the- uh, it, it, and also with them is you know with with Aaron Jones he's a, he has always been a threat out of the backfield. Yeah. He's not getting a ton of that this year. Um I think last game like I said I watched it was a really really weird game script. They literally just abandoned the run. Yeah. This week could be a little bit different cuz potentially no uh, Lazard, potentially no Devonte Adams. Um, you know, they're going to have to have somebody to throw the ball to or somebody to utilize, which sucks for me because I'm playing Aaron Jones in two leagues this week. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's he's a guy who I've always loved and maybe I have a soft spot for him because he helped take, you know, one of my teams to a championship mm-hmm. and, and win me some money, you know, two years ago. But um, I still, I don't know. I mean, it, it's I don't watch a ton of the Packers, but from what I saw last week, they just completely abandoned the run. It seems like that they do that from time to time this year, and it's uh, on the goal line. I see Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball a lot as well to obviously Devontae and and his other guys. So I mean, it's been a tough year for Aaron Jones owners for sure. Yeah, But they still have him ranked this year. I mean, maybe at Arizona now because the guys are out. They have him as the RB six this week,
0: mm-hmm.
2: top almost a top five RB. He's an RB six, but he kind of, kind of, they kind
0: of, I kind of saw that coming though, like because. He's just not he's just not getting the points. Like he'll have that one game every every 4 weeks where he gets maybe close to 20. But man, that is bad. Like especially for where he got drafted for a lot of teams or for a lot of players. It's just it's just to me, like you said, it's because they don't they don't use him enough. Like he's not yeah. being used optimally. And I think if the Packers are going to succeed in this game against Arizona, they need to start using him like, take advantage of his skills. He's got great skills. Let him
2: Yeah. Let him play. Like, uh, <laughs> let him play. But I agree. I right, let him play. Let him play. Now, I agree with you. You know, get the ball in his hands and he can make things happen. You saw it for the past two years. You know, just put the ball in his hands, whether it's on screen, whether you're handing the ball off to him. He's a very good running back. Yeah. Just give him the opportunity to to make things happen. So I agree yeah. with you there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um I mean that's pretty much it. I don't really have much else to say as far as the running back position this week. I mean mm-hmm. I think everybody's been pretty solid. I I can't tell yeah, you what happened I mean, with Dalvin. Like did da- did you? Yeah.
2: I mean Dalvin. I mean I don't I don't have many. What's he even this playing? Maybe been off. Never mind. <laughs> when last week? Yeah, I was. I forgot. Maybe they're on a. Let's see. I think he had a monster week. I think he had like a hundred. Let me see.
0: Let me go see. Week, week.
2: six. go What week are we on? Week week eight. We or week are seven?
0: in. Yeah. So that was no. Well, that, that was week seven. So we are in week eight now. But all right.
2: Two. So yeah. No. No. So yeah. He he had off last week, you're right? Yeah. You're right. His but before he did, he had hundred and forty yards. So oh, okay. He's yeah, starting yeah. to get. Yeah. He's starting to get back back into form. Last last week was crazy, man. Am, am I the only person? I'm sure everybody had dealt with by McGibbon. I mean, Biomageddon was insane. My team was made up of waiver picks and bench picks. I didn't have enough spots on my bench for my team. So the Bills were off, so I had you know, Allen and Diggs on my bench. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steelers were off, so I had Najee Harris on my bench. Um, obviously, Kareem Hunt's hurt, so I had Kareem Hunt on my bench. Um, it was crazy. In all my leagues, even you know, my one league, Eckler was off. James Robinson was off. Diggs was off. Emmanuel Sanders was off. I mean, every week my bench would just pack with buys. So by uh, last week by Mageddon was madness. I went one and two. Yep. I went <laughs> I went two and one last week. So I I, I like to say I survived by Mageddon. Yeah. But um you know, I'm happy to be able to fill back out my roster this week, that's for sure.
0: There were six teams on a bye last week. That it is a challenge insane. for everybody. Yeah. It was I, I've never seen that. I think it's because of the longer schedule. Like they now have an extra game. Like this. It was the
2: l- the London game as well. Yeah. Factor because obviously you play in London, you have the buy next right. week. So it was a London game, all the buys, and buy again, man. It hit me hard, <laughs> hard.
0: Now you're right. It was weird because like I was looking like for FanDuel purposes, I'm like, okay, oh, which running back's gonna yeah. have? It's like there were barely any, and then one yeah. of them was Aaron Jones. Like nah, nah. Nah, <laughs>
2: I am not going to right.
0: I made the right choice. It, he didn't do much. So I think what I ended up with doing is I, I, I wanted I thought about going with Derrick Henry. I, I understand he wasn't spectacular, though like you said, he did have a touchdown pass. I think that would count, right? You do the yeah, count. definitely. Yeah, I definitely thought so counts. too.
2: So, definitely
0: count. so he was good. Um I didn't go with him. I went with who was it? Who did I go with? I'm gonna go check my fan duel result. But I like the guy I pecked. I actually mm-hmm. ended up with an extra wide receiver rather than, you know, for the flex. Like, did you do a wide receiver for the flex this week or did you go I did back? it at Cortland Sutton. Yeah, good call. Good call. Sutton had a nice game.
2: No, no, I'm sorry. No, I didn't. Sutton was my, because I had digs out, so I had um, Godwin, Sutton, and then I actually went Rashad Bateman. Oh, which Bateman. He was okay, yeah. but you can just tell he's starting to get his footing in that offense. And on our first show, I told you, I said, this guy's on the IR, mm-hmm. stash him. He had six targets his first week, six targets again. Um, Lamar looks at him downfield. He had the same amount of yardage as Hollywood Brown on less targets this week. Rashad Bateman is going to be a guy that late in the year could come on for you. So if he's on your waiver wire and you have room for him, stash him. Sammy Watkins hasn't been in, uh, hasn't been, hasn't been on the field. Um, It's going to be Brown and Bateman and, and Andrews. And, you know, they're, the, the running back situation in Baltimore is terrible. Lamar Jackson is their running back. So yeah. whenever he throws the ball, I think those three guys are going to be on the receiving end. And Bateman's a downfield target. He's a guy that gets yards and chunks. So I think he ended up having 80 yards or something like that, but he gets them quick. So that because of by him you know, he was the guy that had to put in there. <laughs> <you know>, Tony <Kadarius-Tony laughs> was hurt and Diggs was gone. So, you know stuff like that but there's some pretty interesting plays this week I think in DFS Dave um okay. got like Khalil Herbert who's been coming on he had 100 yards last week and you might be able to get him cheap um Kenneth Gainwell you know for the for the Eagles possibly you know they're playing Detroit who's not very good um with Miles Sanders out maybe you get him cheap and see what happens there so there's some maybe RB2s you can try to get for cheap this week
0: and sh- yeah all right I take all that. So let me just give you the update of who I had. So I wound up with these mm-hmm. running backs. First of all, I had Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, which I liked. I think that was a good mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. He was only seventy nine hundred dollars in DF in, in FanDuel, which kind of low. Like I would think he'd be like eighty four or eighty five, mm-hmm. but very good value, I, and it worked out great. He had twenty four points.
2: Now, when you do this FanDuel, are you doing this with the TMF guys? Uh, yes, correct. I am. I gotta get involved with that. Do yeah. a weekly one like that because now that I'm getting involved in the DFS money and I'm looking at. The weekly leaders and everything like i always do just leagues i'm in three leagues so i have all that up but i'm gonna do that with you guys one week and just see because you know now that i'm in and i and i see and i make my predictions on guys i can get for cheap and whatnot i want to get involved in that i
0: love it yeah we're we're always gonna have a spot opener too during the week so i would i would recommend doing that as well so the guys i had as far as the running backs leonard Fournette, solid game 16 points and a 38 to 3 win for tampa bay Mm-hmm. And then I had, uh, oh, I actually, did use a running back for this flex. I went with Miles Gaskin, who I liked. I thought that was nice. a good call. Nice. Fifteen points, pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, I Gaskin's wasn't expecting come on the past two weeks. Oh, nice, yeah. He was only fifty six hundred dollars too, so like he, it was not. It was a very big time. It was a big league value play from the start. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but the biggest one was Alvin Kamara, and and that oh, was big
2: game, big, big game. game,
0: big yeah. game. And so it was so big; it kept took me to within three points of a money finish, three and a half points.
2: And Dude, he was the he was the you know such a money play that week, right against Seahawks. Yeah, he, knew that he was. That's, that's a great pick.
0: I love the call from the start. I'm like, oh god, I hope it, you know. I was worried about maybe the rain would kind of slow it down, but actually, I thought yeah. the rain and the wind would actually benefit him because they'd run yeah, the ball the run. more. Yeah. yeah
2: it totally happened. Yeah. Like, it totally worked out. They had out. no receivers. Like, I thought Marquez Calloway would be an option for Jameis. Watching Jameis with Godwin and, um, you know, Evans and just launching the ball downfield, I thought Calloway would be a guy that he'd be able to do that to. He doesn't go downfield like that. He throws no. a lot of balls to Kamara. I thought that Winston would be a lot better going downfield this year than he's been.
0: I, I think the weather might have played a factor, but he was really conservative.
2: I did see yeah, that. He, but just in general, he hasn't really gone. Yeah. You know, he has his his his... Moments, I guess, but yeah. I thought it'd be much better. much different. Saints team going down the field without Drew Brees.
0: If you can believe it, I had Callaway on the same roster on the factual. Yeah. So I, yeah. perhaps if Callaway had done like one more reception, I could have made, I could yeah. have gotten something out of it. I did not. Yeah. I like him.
2: going duos, I like yeah. going with those combos because they could win you a week. Yeah. You know, you had, you know, say you had the Evans Brady combo, you probably won FanDuel this week. That's six touchdowns between two people. It's a good one. What I had about a friend, Dave? I had a friend, just real quick, that okay. years ago, years ago. Would do those fan duel things every week or whatnot. He had Eli. He had, I believe it was Hakeem Nicks, he had two other guys that had like three touchdowns. He won ninety thousand dollars. Dude. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, won ninety grand. Yeah, that's really good. Eli Nick's combo. He had a running back that went nuts and he had another receiver who had like three touchdowns and he ended up winning ninety grand. Mm. It's pretty sweet yeah
0: wait uh, how, why was it that much though like what was the was there a buy-in or something was it a tournament uh,
2: yeah i mean I, he i guess it was back i don't know if they still do it but you know when you're able to go into those did he quit his job play with a <laughs> play with a bunch of people he didn't he actually bought a house and an engagement ring
0: <laughs> oh nice that's a great no a great... no i'm
2: sorry i think it was a house and a rolex i don't know oh. engagement ring might have came later oh, okay yeah. it was a house and a rolex yeah
0: boy good on him good on him that's awesome yeah he
2: put his down payment on a house and yeah. he bought himself a Rolex so. that's beautiful good for him man
0: good for him for sure yeah. so um, anyway gosh I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna I don't know if the rest of it's my life it's on video
2: I'll... my friend. My friends still have it on video that really? night when they, it was it was my buddy he went over at my other friend's house and yeah. they were three of them were on the couch and my friend who won was the most calm my other two friends were going nuts that's, as the clock was that, sti- as the clock was sticking down they're like you're really gonna win you're really gonna win i don't think my other friend really you know i don't think he really you know it sunk in it didn't sink in 90, 90 yeah grand man that's 90 grand this was years ago we were maybe in our early 20s and you imagine winning 90 grand in your early 20s yeah mid early mid 20s 24 25 something like that it's yeah crazy.
0: gosh that's crazy that's like no. You know, for either of us, that's either a year or two years of salary. If you're LT, it's like a it's like a month. But, if you're a, the, but um, that's really cool. Congratulations retroactively to your friend. That's really cool.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah.
0: Crazy. All right. So let's look ahead to this week. We only have a we only mm. have 15 more minutes of our uh, fantasy right, spot go. left. So, what are your value plays, or what are the people you want to be you, you that you have an eye on this week for week eight of the NFL?
2: Sure, so what positions do you want to go position positions just just well, overall? Well,
0: let's let me go actually let me queue up my 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 charts first so I can get an okay. idea what to what what we're looking mm-hmm. at. So, if we go to um you can actually go to sportsline.com and get fantasy projections on mm-hmm. various players. I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. So, sportsline.com if you if any of you are interested in that. Uh, we could we could start the most important player I think right now is running back, but we'll start with quarterback anyway. Okay. So, who are your players to watch whether they are Mm -hmm. from a value perspective or other perspective in dfs or other just in general like who is on the wire that might be good like someone that let's say your quarterback's on the bye and you need someone to fill them to fill in like who would you be looking at
2: you're gonna think i'm crazy Are you ready for it are you ready daniel jones
0: whoa interesting they're going to
2: kc yeah they're facing a very pissed-off Kansas City team yep. who has a very bad defense. I expect the offense for Kansas City to go nuts. I expect the Giants to throw the whole game against a bad Kansas City offense. I think garbage points are going to be in the mix. I think that Ooh. Daniel Jones is going to throw the ball 35-plus times. So I think that he, as crazy as it sounds, he could be a streaming opportunity in KC. I
0: don't even see him on the chart. That's just crazy. Like, Let me see if I can find him. Like what would his number be in a deal? And
2: and Dave, he's gotten a bunch of his guys at practice today. Meaning, um, Sterling Shepard was at practice today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Darius Slayton, Kenny Galladay, and Kadarius Tony. If two of those play, that gives him some more ammo on that Monday night. And I think that he is a very viable streaming option because I think the Giants are going to have to throw the ball a lot. They're going to be. I mean, look at they they're. they're they're facing a Kansas city team at home that just got embarrassed and that are on the ropes. You know, they're not playing good football at all. Right. I think they're going to come out and, and want to put on a show on national TV. They're going to put up a lot of points and the giants are, they can't run the ball. You know, maybe even Saquon Barkley. I know Saquon Barkley dressed for practice today. I don't know where he's at health wise, um, but he's going to get some, some weapons back. And I think he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. So as crazy as it sounds. I think Daniel Jones could be a viable streaming option this week. I stream Matt Ryan next week against Miami. And you know, if it wasn't for his turnovers, it would have got me a nice 27 points. So, Mm. um, he might be on the waiver wire against Carolina, who's not very good either. So maybe, you know, their offense is starting to play better. Matt Ryan could be a viable one as well.
0: Big time. I, I'm not seeing him on my chart, but that's because it's a Monday night game. So I'm not, Yep. I'm not Mm -hmm. some, some, a lot of the, a lot of the duels don't go to Monday night. They only do the Sunday Mm -hmm. games, but, but I'm, I'm confident that you you have a, the right idea. I I just wish I knew what his actual number was. Like I I think it'd be like for example, do you think he would be getting in a DFS scenario? Would he be getting like sixty six thousand, seven thousand? Probably.
2: I don't. I think it's going to be cheap. I think he's going to be cheap. Um, yeah, I I think that you could if if you want to try to get cute or creative. I think that he's a guy that might be able to put up some comparable. You know, numbers to somebody you might pay a lot more for, Right. just because I'm not saying it's going to go out there and, and win the game for the Giants, but there's going to be garbage time involved. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot, yep. and I think he'll be able to get some yards. and And I think that you know, if the Giants are going to score. I mean, Booker's okay. You know, if 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 Saquon's not playing, I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And if he's yeah. able to get at least two receivers back, I think that's a big help for him.
0: Yeah, for definitely. I and, and I wish. Uh, what I would what I would give to have this. Let's just see if I can. No, nope, none of these are going to Monday. There's no main slot. Oh, okay, I'll figure it out later. I think one of the things with FanDuel is that they don't really they don't really give you like the the slates you want until it's like close to the time. So it's right. still kind of early. We need another day. But but most certainly in terms, if you were to just go to your fantasy league, like a, a permanent league, mm-hmm. and you were to look up like whether daniel jones might be on the wire pretty good chance he's that, on the wire
2: yeah uh, there's no yeah. doubt there's no doubt because he's on you know, the wire in all my leagues yep yeah yeah so that's what i'm just thinking a value pick obviously if you want to be you know a quarterback that might be you know i bet you joe, Bur- joe burrow is going to be expensive this week playing against the jets yeah true. um true. i bet you even kirk cousins against the the cowboys now, i don't think the cowboys are going to win that game but the cowboys defense that's like, an interesting you know, comment you deep. really think so yeah yeah, I think outside nah. of, of, of Diggs, I think that, you know, between Thielen and Jeffrey, I, I think that's going to be a shootout type game that that, that to keep up with the mm-hmm. Cowboys, they're going to have to throw the ball. The Cowboys offense, man, I mean, you're going to have to play, some teams are going to have to play them different. They're going to have to, you know, maybe go for it on some fourth downs, whatever. Once, when you get the Cowboys the ball back... There's a very good chance that they're putting points on the board. I mean, they have a mm. very good offense. They got now they're they're really mixing in Pollard and, and Elliott, keeping them both fresh. They have C. D. Lamb, they have Amari Cooper, Dalton Schultz has been good, Dak Prescott's been really good. Their offense is very, very good. Yeah. So you know, in a game against Minnesota, if Minnesota wants to keep up, they're gonna have to put up points. But so I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of you know throwing downfield there as well.
0: Am I reading this correctly? They project. Are they projecting Daniel Jones to have 21 points? That's crazy! What I tell you, I, I don't know even, if that didn't even realize that. I no, well, I I don't actually know this yet. I'm just looking at it right now. Mm. That'd be nuts if that's really the projection. That seems like a I lot. Mean, I, th-
2: for- I think it's I think it's I mean, would the, the game the type of game script that it's going to be? I think it's going to force the Giants to throw the ball a lot. That's just my opinion, and, and and the Kansas City defense is not good. Their secondary is not good. So if the oh, Giants think- get some of these receivers back. Daniel Jones has a chance if you're in a DFS league to put up decent amount of points where you can use your money in other areas that you, you know, that are rock solid. So, yeah. I mean, in the quarterback position, there's not many positions where you're able to kind of do something like that. That isn't a crazy risk. Like you're not going to go and pick the 40th ranked running back and expecting the, to, to match points with the, with the 10th best running back, you know, yeah. but Daniel Jones, if he's the 15th, he could definitely match points with. Let's see who the Kirk Cousins is a tenth, um, Ryan Tannehill's a twelfth. He can match points with Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, I think he can this week.
0: We are. Um, no, I think so. I mean, I think the matchup is really great in his favor. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if Daniel Jones is going to get the ball downfield enough to do it. But hey, listen, like he's had occasionally good. And the thing is, he's mobile too, which I which I think is yeah. Really, and yeah. he's
2: had like prior to that game at home against the rams yeah he was graded as one of the better passers in football which is crazy to think he was graded as one of the better passers and he had weapons Kadarius tony blew up for him um you know uh darius not darius slayton i'm sorry shepard's been good uh you know he he's he's done really good even the game against the cowboys before it's concussion he was throwing the ball downfield. He had he put up some points that game, and he had to leave the game early. So, you know, he's a guy that I like for cheap. Guys that I love is Josh Allen against Miami. I, I love that matchup. I good also call. love Kyler Murray against Green Bay. Yep. If those that could be a potential shootout. Whoa, I wait, Kyler I don't Murray's
0: know about team. that. Do you think Green Bay's offense is uh, defense is
2: bad though? I don't think it's bad, but I think in, I think that game could go back and forth. Oh, Okay, I think it'd go back. And I don't forth, know about yeah. that. I, and I, I, I don't I just know about think that. that. The Arizona offense is very good.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's another aspect of it, too. Uh, yeah. By the way, our friend Kevin on the Cape is on the chat tonight. He says, Showfest is Jerry sponsored. Yep.
2: Oh, yeah, that's no. your,
0: your logo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Patrick Mahomes guy, too. He's going to come out pissed off, and he's going to throw for, like, 400 yards. <laughs> I
0: think that's a sensible prediction. Yeah, because yeah. he was so yeah. terrible. Like, you figure that things will revert. And people are kind of underselling him now at this point. So uh, it's
2: a good. You p- want somebody cheap at the quarterback position, just think of Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. And okay. Think of those guys.
0: So let's move ahead to the running back. Where do you see the value?
2: Value in running back, um, it's tough. Like I said, if you really want to go down the depth chart, um, you're going to have Khalil Herbert, who's been pretty good, and he's facing San Francisco. Um, I think he's somebody who, you know, he had 100 yards last week. He's starting to be he's a shifty guy. If you wanted to start him as an RB two before getting an RB one, I think that's a good um, good pickup. I also think, unfortunately, I'm playing this guy as well as Joe Mixon against the Jets. I think Cincinnati is going to put up a you know a good amount of points, and Joe Mixon is going to have opportunities to score the football. So I don't think uh, Mixon could be around the top ten. I think Fantasy Pros has him around top ten this week. I don't know what his price is going to be. But um, he's a guy you might want to look at as well. And then, like I mentioned earlier, is Kenneth Gainwell. Um, you know, obviously, Boston Scott uh, is going to be in the mix, but Gainwell should be able to put up some numbers for you against the Detroit team with Miles Sanders out. So I think he's going to be probably around the 20s for, mm-hmm. uh, for running back. So he's going to be pretty cheap. So, you know, you can go in and maybe, you know, make a play for him as your RB2 or something like that and hope to, to hit pay dirt. So, those are some of the running backs that I like on the on the you know cheap scale. Um, I I love Dalvin Cook this week against Dallas. Like I said, that's going to be a back and forth game, I believe. So I think Cook's going to have a lot of opportunities. Um, and your boy Aaron Jones again. I'm playing him, unfortunately. <laughs> High <this week>. boy. <laughs> I know. So if, uh, <laughs> if if those two receivers are out, they're going to touches are going to have to come from somewhere, right? Right. You know, they're going to have to get touches somewhere. So I think they'll yeah, get Jones but- more than they. You no, know? I agree with your statement. But, you
0: know, knowing them, they probably would just throw, like, 50 times of like, Alan Lazard and fucking he has COVID Robert Tonk.
2: They, they, they might lose Lazard. Oh, Lazard.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. he's not that good. So,
2: like, I don't even he's give not. a shit. If so, it's, it's going to be, so their number one receiver is going to be, what, Randall Cobb? Yeah, probably Cobb. A, 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 a yeah. Market, uh, our MVS is hurt. That's what I'm saying. Like, without those two receivers, where are the touches coming from? Sure, I'm sure he'll throw the ball a bunch of tony in but I think that he, they're going to really utilize Aaron Jones if all those guys are out. Aaron they Jones should. is a playmaker. They, they should. Played him They paid him. Absolutely. So if those guys are out. And, I'm, and as I'm giving you my love list and I realize I'm playing Mixon, I'm playing uh Jones. I might have a long week this week. The team I'm playing is one in five. And If I lose to them, I'd be really pissed. But their team isn't that bad. They have three top ten back. So I could have a long week with these matchups. Yeah, you're right. That's
0: a tricky spot. Tricky spot. But but I completely agree on the sentiment. They really need to get him involved. I just don't. Their coaching staff has done a terrible job of that. Just a terrible job. Like, he's just too good to be just limited to that kind of production. So maybe he's just not that good. Like, it's always possible that he's just not that good. Like it, it's yeah. it's. I mean,
2: it's, I I I would I have watched a lot of Aaron Jones that have had him. He is a very good back. I mean, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He makes people miss. He's a hard runner. I don't think it's that. I think game script and I think the the way they've utilized him has hurt him. I haven't seen much of them utilizing him in screens. I mean, Dave, I watched games when I had him. Where he would have two hundred yards. I mean, he was he's a really good back. I think I, the utilization there has been a
0: problem. I, I have seen it before. I mean, the fact that he even has that ceiling speaks to what his talent level could be. Yeah. So that's a fair point. Because even if you're like mediocre, like Willie Parker mediocre, like right, right. if you remember him, like years yeah, and years course. ago. Of course, stealing yeah. running back. Yeah. yeah, right, yep. But he was a compiler, a classic compiler. Yeah. Like yep. he, he wasn't that great. Yeah. The truly great the gr- truly great running backs can do two hundred you know 200 yards rushing or 200 Definitely. all-purpose yards
2: right aaron jones the past two years when i had him he was the number two back in fantasy football And last year i know he was top 10 yeah so i mean for the past two years he has been a, a huge fantasy player aaron jones might have been you know six or five he was he was a huge fantasy player the i think it's a utilization this uh this year and no, i agree unfortunately I agree. for me if those guys have COVID and they can't play it's you are going to get a heavy heavy dose of aaron jones and that That's going to, I'm fucked. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: We'll see if that plays out. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game tomorrow either way. So, it should be really interesting. Here's this but comment- Those are
2: some of the lower guys that I like. Okay. I-, I told you. And also Javante Williams. I don't know what his rankings are They're playing. And it's surprising how bad the Washington defense has been because I thought the coming in with Chase uh, Chase Young and all those yeah. guys after being solid last year. But Javante Williams is a guy I might want to look at. But I really like, uh, for value purposes, Khalil Herbert and Kenneth Gainwells. Maybe he's an RB2 or something like that. Oh,
0: man. I, I hope I can remember those names. because those are, those are some really deep cuts there, Jar. Really, really. Yeah. And yeah. there's
2: also one more. He had a really bad week this week. I, yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna do it because that offense is dead under Geno Smith. Uh, I'm not even gonna do it. No, Alex Collins, they not had a good really call. Really good matchup okay. against Jacksonville, Look, But that offense doesn't move against with Geno Smith, no. so mm-hmm. I'm gonna fade him. Yeah, I'm gonna fade him.
0: Not the worst, not the worst idea. Uh, yeah. Kevin does have a comment in the chat. It says mm-hmm. he says Jerry crushes it with his job, crushes it with the ladies, crushes it with the Yankee coverage, and now he drops a shit ton of football knowledge. Question: Does he sleep?
2: Lately, barely, but I, I appreciate that, <laughs> Kevin, you're the man for that. And I wish I was crushing it as much as you think I was. It's, uh, and been super busy, but you know, when it comes to football, this fantasy is, is a huge passion of mine. You know, I've, you know, I've been in leagues for 14 years and I've gotten really serious and really, you know, I've always been serious, but now, uh, you know, it's with all the, all the outlets that we have, it's, you know, you're able to really consume a lot and I enjoy it. I don't have like, favorite football team per se as you know i've always loved randy moss he's my favorite football player of all time my family are giant fans I pull for the giants but nothing like with the yankees where i literally i live and die on pitches in april you know Mm -hmm. so um but kevin i appreciate that you're the man you you're you're the real one that crushes it in life so i I really i appreciate the kind remarks
0: there's no doubt about it i mean kevin's the legend there's no doubt
2: yes he is yeah yes he is
0: now he adds this comment now and when will he write a self-help book or at least start an advice column on the dick cow network
2: I mean, <laughs> I think that would, I think that could take a lot of time and effort that I might not have right now, but sounds like a lot of fun.
0: It does. That'd be that'd be a good read.
2: Sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah. You could always do a podcast, like another podcast,
2: like do a self help podcast.
0: Could. That'd be fun. Yeah. How yeah. to ball by Jerry. No. Jerry
2: Will- <laughs> no man. No everybody. Everybody balls in their different way. Everybody, <laughs> everybody crushes it in their different way for sure. Before. I love it. Okay, so yeah. um, let's continue.
0: I'm checking if my sync is right. Is my sync good? But um, you're golden. Okay, so we're going to wide receiver now. Yep. This is the toughest one for me. I never know who's good, mm-hmm. who, who isn't, in wide mm-hmm. receiver. So what do you? Who do you have for us?
2: So you're looking for value, or you want to know who I love this week? Because I love, and it pains me to say this, because I traded him is Jamar Chase against the Jets. Now Ooh. I will say this though, Dave. I will say this. I have seen games. Where you're playing a bad team and they run up the score quick. And if your guy is not the one that runs up the score, say Tyler Boyd or um, one of these other guys run up the score and it's 34 to seven in the third quarter, and maybe you're not throwing the ball as much that game script could work against you. And that happened even, even though Damian Harris had a good game against the jets, he could have done a lot more, some bum off the bench came and scored two goal line touchdowns. That would have been Damian Harris could have had three or four touchdowns that day. If the jets were actually competent and scored runs, Damian Harris could have add 150 yard day with three touchdowns. So sometimes if you do run up the score and your guy isn't involved in that, you might not have a chance late in the game to get involved. But Jamar chase had 10 targets last week. And the big thing with him early on is they didn't think his success would be sustainable. Cause his tar- four targets, five targets. Now he's Joe Burrow's favorite target. You know, now T. Higgins isn't getting the targets. Now Tyler Boyd isn't getting the targets. So I love Jamar Chase this week against the Jets. Guy that I have also, I love Stefan Diggs against the um against Miami. And if you want to know some guys that could potentially be cheap, mm-hmm. like I said, a guy like Calvin Ridley is getting, you know, nine plus targets a game. Eventually he's gonna be able to do something with him. He scored a touchdown last week. Matt Ryan needs to start getting it going. I don't know how cheap he's gonna be but I know he's net probably maybe just outside or just inside the top 20. He's probably anywhere between 20 to 18 this week in in wide receiver rankings. So Ridley's there. Um, Adam Thielen, as I've said, this is going to be a very back and forth game with the Cowboys. Adam Thielen, man, I I think that that's a good play. And I would love to say. Kadarius, Tony, I'd love to say, Sterling Shepard. I just don't know. Kadarius told me, screwed me the one week. You know, he came back, he played five plays, had three catches, hurt his ankle and left in the first quarter. Yeah, that's not, um, I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, he's got it's not, hurt. It's not, but hurt he's, coming, forth, forth. he's coming off an injury, Yeah. and I'm afraid that could potentially happen again. I right. don't want him yeah. to get on the field again, yeah. Kansas City, re-injure himself and leave the game. Same thing goes for Sterling Shepard with his hamstring because they're going to get garbage yards. Like I said, Daniel Jones is going to throw the ball a lot. Um, last week I told somebody, "Hey, use Darius Slayton or Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis scored a touchdown, you know, because they didn't, <laughs> didn't have they didn't have any you know, they didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Right. So I think against K, I think against KC they're gonna throw the ball a ton. Yeah, and if any of those wide receivers are truly healthy, Dave, I would love to put them in there this week. So I mean, those are some of the guys that that, that I like this week.
0: I do want to ask you a word of caution with regard to Jamar Chase because he Mm -hmm. had a 201-yard receiving day. You Mm -hmm. generally would not see that repeated, and I feel like he could be sub-100 this week, you know?
2: The thing I like about Jamar Chase, or uh-huh. like what they do with Jamar Chase, is the majority of the times they get the balls downfield. Uh-huh. So he gets yards in chunks. So he might make a forty-yard catch or a sixty-yard, and he has, you know, escapability. You saw him break three tackles for seventy-something-yard touchdown. So I even noticed when I had him. I looked down and I was like, damn, Jamar Chase has 1.5 points. And then, you know, I look up and he has 12.5 points because he scored a 60-yard touchdown. So, I know Joe Burrow takes those shots to him. And, and listen, it's possible, right? Every week a player busts. It's possible that what you're saying is true. But I like the air yards for Jamar Chase, and I like that they're facing a jet defense that is not good. Right. So, I think if they're able to put up points early on, I think Jamar Chase could definitely be be involved in that. So, yeah. I don't expect him to repeat the 200 yards. Dave, that's that's an all world big. I mean, yeah, I know. Seriously. I don't it's like I a, don't expect that, but I think you can, you know, he's in the mix obviously to reach pay dirt for a touchdown or even get over hundred yards the way that they, they utilize him and how his targets are building and how they throw downfield to him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I really like Jamar chase and it kills me to say, cause I could have had my receiving core could have been gross. I could have Kadarius, Tony, Jamar chase, Stefan Diggs, um, Cortland Sutton and, um, good godwin and i could have traded a package of one or two of them for a stud it just yeah. sucks that i uh i got rid of him but that's on me all right well
0: i mean he's a great player and i agree he is going to be great long term he's going to be an awesome pick uh so if you don't already have him and you find if somehow you find i can't even imagine he even be on the wire but if you do no, see no hell no
2: he's a, he's right. a top 5 wide right
0: so that's more of a dfs play then cuz like he's mm. clearly taken in like the regular permanent leagues yeah yeah
2: um, There's something that i want to before we get, we get to our next topic, is the tight end position?
0: Yeah, um, we can close with that, and then we'll just go on the regular. It's take.
2: it's interesting, Dave. For the past three years,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I've found top ten tight ends on the waiver wire throughout the year. I had two of them in nineteen. I had Tyler, H- I had Higby, and I had Jared Cook. Who were both, um, you know, within the top ten. I didn't draft them. I found them on the waiver wire. Mm-hmm. Last year I forget who I had, but he was he was very solid because I ended up getting to a championship game, so he was solid. This year I picked up Mike Gesicki in my league. He's the tight end three. He's been a monster. So like I see a lot of people reach for. In short, you know you get a um, a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Those are elite, but I see people reach for guys who might be middle, not even middle of the road, but guys who are projected to be good tight ends, like a Hawkinson and things like that. You can find somebody on the waiver wire. I've done it for three years. I found productive tight ends on the waiver wire. Last year, Robert Tunyon was on the waiver wire. You know, so I am, I have adapted this new method of not, unless one falls in my lap, I've adapted this new method of just waiting and trying to figure out the tight end position as the season goes on. And now I have a, Literally a top three tight end I got for zero dollars on my waiver wire. So, let me ask you
0: this question Mm -hmm. Is there a tight end specific like slot in your
2: roster? Like, there is in my 14 14 year league, we have a specific tight end slot. I know some leagues have the wide receiver, tight end, running back. We specifically have a tight end spot,
0: yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And I don't like that they force you into that, like, I would rather it was just like a WRT, like running back, wide receiver, tight end. Put whoever you got to put in there. But if you do have to have a tight end, that's probably the way to do it. Not drafting one, I think, is a good strategy because I feel like you overpay if you draft him.
2: Yeah, Dave, let me tell you this. Um, I'm looking at the, the the top tight ends right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mike Isecki is top three in my league. He was yeah. not drafted. Um, Dalton Schultz was not drafted. He was on the waiver wire. Um, Hunter Henry was not drafted. He was on the ra- waiver wire. Um Fuck was that Andy?
0: Yeah, I think so. Go, go, go ahead. ahead,
2: um, Well, no, I'm just saying like, there are guys that you, that you'll find on the waiver wire that are going to be able to be productive Mm -hmm. without a doubt. I mean, tight end from the tight end position. I'm not talking productive as, Hey, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll score six, seven points. I mean, I'm talking, I've had top top, 10 tight ends, top five tight ends in the past three years I found the waiver wire. So keep that in mind when you're drafted next year. If one of the big ones don't fall in your lap, I think you'll be able to figure out the tight end position as the season goes on. It's nerve wracking and believe me, when the first week and I was starting Zach Ertz last year who was terrible. This year I started you know, guy who was terrible. I don't even remember who it was. It is nerve wracking when you're seeing 1.5, 2.5, 3.5 put up. But, you know, as the the year goes on, things start to shake out and you start to get a feel for who you can use like a Mo Ali Cox. I know guys have used and, you know, me, I, like I said, my, um, the second I got for $0. He's top three tight end in my league. So do I think he's going to keep up that, that production? No, but I do believe he's going to fall within the top 10 this year. And to get him for $0 on a waiver wire is golden
0: that's awesome good one good 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 note to end on Jar. so we'll we'll keep yep. you on uh, if you don't mind hanging out with us until the top of the hour we'll, we'll talk about some more football and folks it is now time for our favorite part of the year and our favorite part of the show as well well with, it's, the fantasy stuff is my favorite part too actually we've got a lot to cover both ways but now we segue to the football picks and on on the segment we really have a lot to cover the thing about it is, is there were a lot of blowouts this weekend. We have we had the largest margin of victory in the entire NFL in quite some time. I think they said it was sometime in the '70s the last time you had this many games decided by that many points on average. But with, despite that, we had some big upsets in the National Football League and in college football as well. We had a nine overtime game in college. So. Out of all of that, how does the panel sort itself out? Who ends up ahead? Who ends up behind? We're going to find out as we recap what was another what has continued to be a very juicy season here in football across the board. So, so what? Let's let me find the sl- the scene first. Okay, okay. Um, let's hit it. <laughs> Alright, sorry for that delay everybody. Football picks week nine. Let's get back into it. Thank you, Jared, for hanging with us through this segment as well. Let's go into the last a couple week. minutes left. We've got uh, we've got this coming up as these the uh, uh, in the uh, results from what, week number eight. What a week for Ron in New Jersey. Look at this. Three and one on the season. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the result there. I mean three and one on the week. Tremendous job out of Ron. John was close behind at two and two. I Dave. Was also, I mean, went also two and two for the week, and Andy, it was close, but with some of the picks, but he did go 0 and 4 for the week, unfortunately, and the guest picks from our friend Yachts went two and two. So the result for the standings after eight weeks, we have John still hanging on at 18 and 12 at the top of the standings. I'm close behind, about a game back. I at 17 and 13 for second place. Ron is the one making a real move, though. Like he just shot up from fourth place to third, and now he has 16, 13, and one. He keeps on rolling. Andy is 13 and 17. Plenty of season to go, however. And the guest picks are 12, 16, and two um, on the year. You know the reason why that's 12, 16, and two? It's because Tommy had that 0 and 4 week a couple weeks ago, which was just that was that was a tough spot for him too. But uh, anyway, that's what we have so far tonight. Let's introduce our regulars from the Football Picks panel. And thanks again, Jared, for hanging with me for the the fantasy segment of the show. Uh, So let's get back our regs. And John, we're going to go to you first. John, it's so good to see you. You were in the building for the Packer game. That's pretty awesome. How's it going tonight, my friend?
3: Oh. Amazing game. Um, You know, obviously the Packers won, which helped probably should have been a little closer than the actual score. So we will take the cover as well with green Bay. Um, but yeah, just an amazing experience. The weather was perfect. Um, yeah. I, I, and nothing else I can say. It was, it was such a great time and I hope to go back again soon. I had gone to a game, uh, six years ago mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I went back this year just because, you know, uncertainty with Rogers and obviously have another, having another good team. So I just, I wanted to, to go this year. Um, but yeah, it was a fun time, and uh, glad to be back on Dave uh, on the show, and hopefully we can uh, keep keep it going here in, in first place with some more winners this week.
0: I love it, John, and and thanks, and I'm glad you had. I, that was a great call going to the game. That's a really really good decision because, like you said, it could have been la- it could be the last year with Rogers in Green Bay, so it's a good spot. Let's now go to Andy and say hello to Andy. How are you doing tonight, Andy?
1: Uh dead inside dead on the outside but hanging in we're breathing um so yeah just looking at the picks you know it's funny because like uh in john's league browns plus three was a push but in real life on thursday plus one and a half with the broncos um i suck <laughs> and then the falcons minus two and a half is on, on sunday it was minus one and a half but uh we we can talk about that game later because that game was like falcons didn't even have to sweat that one out, but obviously, you know Matt Ryan's DNA is I suck in big spots, limp <laughs> dick, and it happened. But you like <laughs> said a lot of a lot of game left, a lot of season. But I'm <clears throat> that 0 and 4 was uh It's just that that resonated with my college football weekend and my NFL Sunday. I actually got to go in like for five minutes and ten minutes to pick up my laundry on the second floor because someone else is doing the laundry too, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, I gotta, it's drying, so I, I just, I, I'll just be out for, like, three minutes. Okay, no problem. Minutes.
0: I like your background, Andy, like, your, your, your Zoom back backdrop. But- oh, yeah, I saw
1: a Captain, I've always wanted to try it, and I'm, like, I don't know how to do it, and then I saw a Captain, like, we got some time, and then, uh, this is the only, like, Jape did my work computer, this is the only, like, jpg on my uh whatever you want to call it, the hard drive mm-hmm.
2: so looks good man
1: this is, this is actually lt's back no just
0: <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it looks like there's a pontoon poke in the back of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i love it well andy go ahead and get your laundry thank you very much for checking in let's go to jerry who's our guest picker this week how's it going jerry
2: Not too bad, Dave. Thanks for uh, giving me the honor to make these horrific picks. Uh, I'm out of my Survivor League by week five. So comes to fantasy. It's one thing when it comes to picking. It's uh, not very good at it. So I don't do the fan (laughs) duel bets and all that stuff. All my friends do because I'm pretty shitty at it. I probably should try and get better, but fantasy is good enough for me.
0: Listen, if you got a good thing going in the fantasy, you got something, right? If you got a thing going, whatever it is, stay with it. I would I'm gonna leave. try
2: to do one of those, you know, uh, when I do because I do want to duel with you guys. And oh I'm, yeah, the duel, kind of yeah. Money. I'm gonna put some money into it. I'm gonna do some of those crazy like eight leg parlays and see if I can do <laughs> one of these weeks and see what the hell happens.
0: Funny you mentioned parlays. So I we I've been trying to mix in a new segment called Degenerate Moment of the Week, and oh, I love that. So my degenerate moment of the week was when I was was in the middle of the week when I saw that you had you know Cincinnati, at Baltimore. I'm like, hey, you know what? Cincinnati's not that bad. Like let's let's try it. And then you had Tennessee against the Chiefs, and Tennessee always plays Kansas City tough. So I'm like, I'm gonna parlay both money lines. It was an eight to one payout. I won. It was a big week, and wow. so that's my D-Gen moment of the week. So let's that's go back. Awesome man. Well, thank you, thank you, um, John. Let's go to you. Uh, do you have a degenerate moment of the week, either positive or negative?
3: Oh God, Dave. My whole life is a degenerate moment. <laughs> when it comes to gambling, my goodness. Um I just made bets to win on the Bermuda Championship for golf this week. So I guess we're gonna consider that degenerate. I would, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. The PGA tour event. It's not like I'm, you know, betting like the low, you know, qualifying tour. It's still a PGA event, so we'll we'll go with that for my degenerate moment of the week. It's a pretty but good I, entry. Well, the good thing about having the the legal betting now is like they offer you all sorts of free shit because of, you know, they want your business and whatnot. So, um, last week I actually hit Matsuyama, at twelve to one, and I used like a thirty dollar free bet. So my account is doing pretty well for uh, for that one. So um, I had some more free bets. So this week for the Bermuda Bermuda Open, I bet uh, Willit, Hadwin, and uh, Kramer Hickok are my three bets to win so watch out for those guys dave
0: oh no all right i'll give it a, i'll give it a look that's pretty good stuff i don't know if andy's still getting the laundry or no he's he's out getting the laundry okay so um let's then go back to you john we'll get you recap of last week's action and so most of your action was at, at lambeau field which is awesome that's a great place to be um but yeah unbelievably it was a dull weekend for the NFL a lot of blowouts like you're talking about some real dogs in the middle in the mix and I'm just a moron that just thinks that Houston might actually compete in a game those guys are terrible but anyway let's go to you for the for the last week's recap
3: yeah so I don't have much to say about the early window obviously I -hmm. was at the Green Bay game so I could talk about that like I said before um, if you look at the box score I mean Washington had 100 more total yards yeah Uh, They only put up 10 points. I don't think they punted in the game, but they were just horrific in the red zone. Heineke uh, threw an interception. Uh, They had that one play where he, like, gave himself up on the one-yard line, and then they go for it on fourth and goal, and he, like, fumbles the snap. But then at that point, you can't, like, reach the ball over again um, to score. So that was just a disaster. Uh, There was another time where they got stopped in in the red zone. So um, they really could have put up some more points. But, hey, I mean, the Packers' red zone defense has just been – they hadn't allowed us, hadn't gotten a stop all season long until this game. And they got like four of them. So kudos to them for coming through in the clutch. And really, they're missing all sorts of defensive players. I mean, um, Smith Smith's not playing. Uh, Jair Alexander not playing. Preston Smith was not playing. Kevin King, I know we shit on him all the time. He was not playing. I mean, they had a lot of guys uh, missing. And um, they did a pretty good job uh, keeping Washington out of the, out of the end zone. Um the Packers really couldn't run the ball, but it didn't matter. I mean, Rogers had a had a fantastic game, which is you would expect against that defense. And they took advantage of a couple of turnovers they got, uh played the end of the half well to get a touchdown there. So it was just a, a a very solid, solid win for Green Bay. Um I guess I can touch briefly on some of the other games that I did see. Um I did see uh, most of the late window just kinda at, you know, uh bar and whatnot after the game. Um yeah, the Texans are just non-competitive on the road. And especially with uh, Davis Mills playing, he's just a disaster. I mean, you know, there's nothing else you can say about it. At home, they've been kind of pesky. And if Tyrod Taylor comes back this week, I could almost see them uh, staying with, like within 10 points of the Rams. I could see that, but if it's Mills, I just can't trust them at all. Um, you know, the, the Bucs bears game was over before it started. I mean, you know, fields had what six turnovers I and mean, that was just ridiculous. Um, and the Eagles Raiders I saw so many people on the Eagles all week I just don't understand the love for the Eagles they stink they are terrible I just not And it, you know I was going to take the Raiders and I didn't end up betting them just because like all these people love the Eagles I just don't understand this sharp love for the Eagles they are not a good team Um, and then the Sunday night game you know I I took the under because you heard about this huge like bomb Typhoon Cyclone whatever the hell they were calling it like there's going to be this horrible weather and they still ended up what putting up 50 points in that game, almost near 50 points total. I know there were a few turnovers, but um, you know the, the Niners are another really overrated team. They are not a good team, nah. and it, you know kudos to the Colts. They they uh, you know they showed up, and you know Wentz is starting to limit his mistakes a little bit more. And uh, that, was a, that was a good win for them. Um, I guess I'll just talk, touch briefly on the early um, the early games. I mean the Chiefs. I mean what else is there to say? I mean some of the other guys can touch on that. Just a disaster there. Sam Darnold benched. Um, We'll we'll see what comes of that. Uh, Cincinnati with the huge win. So they're clearly better than we thought. And, you know, that makes that Green Bay win look even better a few weeks ago, in my opinion. Um, And then I guess I'll just mention the Monday night game. Um, So I actually got to watch this game on my flight on the way home, which was nice. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, they had one play, offensive play, the entire game to Metcalf, and it was just a jump ball. And it, it makes me even more annoyed that I needed him to outscore Winston by five points to win one of my fantasy teams. So here I am, I'm thinking I'm sitting pretty after the first, that first play. And then he does shit the rest of the game. Like even in the last drive, they couldn't get him like three catches to even move down the field a little bit. I mean, that was just, and the saints, I mean, they're two, you know, two offenses with two offenses that have no explosive plays. That was an easy under, but um, just an ugly game to watch. And really, you know, the Seahawks got to be kicking themselves for for not being able to win that, but they were just playing so conservative with, with Geno Smith. At the moment um but yeah i mean it was the week is what it was i mean you're gonna get kind of one of these weeks all you know every year in the nfl where the matchups aren't that great and then the games really don't deliver and that, that certainly was the case this week but um this past week but coming up i think basically all the spreads were like under a touchdown except for that uh houston game i mentioned so it, sh- it should be pretty pretty exciting uh uh coming up this weekend anyway
0: i love it thank you for the recap john that's really good um, there's something I wanted to add from that, from from to follow up on, and I'm trying to remember what the hell it was at this point, and I can't remember. But um, while I figure that out, let's go to Andy and let's get your recap of last week's action.
1: Yeah, I'll just kind of ramble here, scatterbrain. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah, still bitter about that Bronco Browns game. You listen, I think, uh, you know, Bridgewater played like do, but I would say the weakest part of that game was like the Bronco defense because oh yeah they only gave up 17 points but who'd they give 17 points to like the no-name running back uh in the no-name quarterback it wasn't the browns you know it wasn't baker mayfield it wasn't it wasn't hunt it wasn't chubb uh it wasn't odell beckham who's just a fossil anyway but yeah that was just that just kind of set the tone for the week i mean look you bet on carolina you're a clown uh you're seeing pj walker come in for darno You know, it's like uh, the three games that kind of stick out this year, just to prove you got your pencil. It's hard to win in the NFL. Uh, The Saints getting killed, or the the Saints killing Green Bay week one. And then obviously uh, Carolina beating the uh, the Saints. After that, I mean, like maybe the, uh, the Panthers are pretty good. And then obviously I know the Titans had no receivers that day, but the Titans losing to the Jets. Game right now. If you step back and look at the league from, you know, 20,000 feet in the sky. I mean, yeah, that Chiefs Titan game, that was crazy. You keep um for KC to turn it on. It's like watching the Warriors game when Curry is like two for 10, and you're like, oh, they'll get going in the third quarter, and they never did. I mean, something's rotten in KC. Like, I, I don't know why they uh, didn't like try to change their offensive game plan Tennessee's defense was is porous I mean they had uh backups in the secondary but the you know still Ryan Casey you know maybe they'll figure it out next Monday against the Giants um yeah I just in the abyss on Sunday I was one of the poor souls that took the Eagles I'm that poor soul that you know 31-5 rooting for Davis Mills to backdoor because I read this little stat that teams that are favored by 20 or more in the NFL usually don't cover. So, hello, Houston plus 20, sign me up. That did not work out. Uh, you know, I did like the Bengals against the Ravens. That was, like, a surprising second half. The, the, the Ravens weren't even competitive in the second half. Um, Bengals are, you know, the darlings of the AFC. The moment, uh, as of last week, you could have gotten them 45 to one to win the, SC. I'm sure those numbers have changed now. Uh, quick thought on that uh, Sunday night game. Yeah, I had uh, San Francisco like a fool. Um, I should have like paid more attention when, uh, I forget which Bennett it was, uh, I think it was Martellus Bennett, but he was on a podcast last week and he was like, Jimmy G's a bitch, he's not tough. And I'm like, it's rain. Jimmy G might not want to be in this weather. And uh, I don't think it was Jimmy's fault that they lost, but uh, Carson Wentz uh, definitely drew from the uh, Flacco slash Roethlisberger playbook, throw it as far as you can and hope for a penalty. And that happened three times uh, last uh, on on Sunday night in the weather. So kudos to Indianapolis. They might go on a little run now. Wentz is uh, like John said, not a complete dunce at the moment. And uh, and, he, and Frank Wright knows how to call a you know he's very good from offensive play calling scenario. um And Jet fans are butthurt about the passless, and the Pats aren't going to have a good year. And obviously, Bill holds a grudge like no other. And um it's not college, you know. I was talking to Tommy on Sunday night, and he was like, "Jet fans are upset." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." I it's not college, you know. These guys. Let let the Pats have their fun. That you know, what would you expect It's Bill? He's gonna is a, he's gonna pick his spots to have a highlight this year and obviously it's gonna be against the Jets because they uh, of all their history. And yeah, that Monday night game, woo, that was Ugh. that was pretty atrocious. Yeah. You know, I, I like Geno Smith, but you can't defend that performance. <laughs> um and obviously the kicker for the Seahawks, Jason Myers, like he was due to have a bad game and uh he was and he had one. He had a he had a bad game, missed two field goals.
0: Ooh. Yeah, that weather was setting up for an ugly game, and we got it certainly. Thirteen to ten. That's an ugly game, no doubt. Um so let's go to Jerry, Will. And is there anything you want to add as far as last week's action?
2: Uh by McGeddon. <laughs> um you know so it was uh there were you know obviously a lot less games but uh, yeah. the surprising game i think andy hit on it was the the baltimore game um i thought that was gonna be a lot more competitive a lot more fun from the baltimore side of it uh it seems like the cincinnati defense is i don't know, i guess they're they're playing some pretty good football because i know fantasy wise they were a hot item this week and obviously who they were playing is part of that but um no, I mean, I think that, you know, before I run, there's some picks that, you know, I'll give you guys three. Well, how many picks do you guys do, Dave? Three, four? Well, we do two
0: in the NFL and two in college, so you can give us even hmm. You do the, do extra Give ones. the bonus. He's yeah, the we'll, do, bonus. we'll, we'll do, do the bonus. We'll do the bonus. Yeah.
2: What's the bonus? Like, What do I get, three picks?
0: Look, do two that you want to lock in on, and like a third one can be your bonus, yeah.
2: All right, so um, let me do this. Okay. Let me do – I'm, I'm going to take – your Steelers. I think Cleveland's what they're favored in Pittsburgh, right? That is correct.
0: All right. So, I, I mean, it. I know Nick
2: Chubb's back, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not a big case Keenum guy. And, uh, I think coming off a bye week um, you know, Pittsburgh coming off well-rested, uh, at home coming off a win prior to the bye week I, I, I like their, uh, even though I didn't look good against Seattle, mm-hmm. I, I, I like them at home. Um, uh, against Cleveland. Um, I'm going to take, based off of Seattle's performance this week, I'm actually gonna take Jacksonville. They're a dog at home. Um, I'm gonna take Jacksonville. They're coming off their first win. And I did not like the way that Geno Smith looked. Uh, I I like um, some of the offensive weapons. I mean, I like uh, James Robinson. Um, You know, if if Trevor Lawrence does not turn the ball over, I think at home, they could have a good shot there um, to cover and um i'm gonna take tampa in new orleans um i think that inside is gonna make tampa even more dangerous with their weapons and the wide receivers and leonard fournette's come on like you know an rb1 and um james winston does not look great so i, I like tampa uh at new orleans so those are my my three picks college i don't even know i'm just gonna (laughs) you can get that
0: to me later but just a quick question how much how many points Mm -hmm. were the uh were the bucks laying there in that game the bucks five and a half okay i'll I'll go i'll put it in as five and a half that's Mm -hmm. fine so minus five and a half wait they're in new orleans and they're giving five and a half Mm
2: -hmm. wow
0: well i mean they deserve that but i'm just saying that's crazy (laughs)
2: <laughs> I think they win by by double digits, but um, no,
0: you you're not wrong.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that, those are my picks. I, I can't wait to go zero and three because I suck at picks. <laughs> so... Um... I also will probably forget the picks that I made. So, Dave, please feel free to text me and Absolutely. remind me on Sunday when either Absolutely. my picks are sucking or they have a chance. But uh, I just want to say you guys do a great job. Thank you, sir. I'm driving, and it's a football week. I listen to you guys on Dave's podcast and I listen to some fantasy podcasts. So um, you guys do a great job. Looking forward to listening to the, rec- the rest of the episode. Andy, John, go, guys, guys go ahead and kill it. And I um, you know, can't wait to listen later in the week.
0: Jared,
3: thank Peace you so out, much. coming yeah. for- See you.
2: all right boys take care
0: fellas take care fella Jared, really good to catch up with you so yeah he was great with the fantasy spot earlier tonight it was good stuff so uh for the rest of us it's time for our picks let's let's do it so you know john's the leader so let's go to him first and let's get your picks for week number what are we looking at we're looking at week eight in the nfl john it's yours when you're ready
3: yeah, week number eight. Who couldn't believe it? We're almost halfway through. Crazy, right? It um, is. Yes. Yeah, sad times, but exciting at the same time. Um, all right, so I'm gonna start here with the Colts at the aforementioned Colts, giving a point at home to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, we just talked about the Colts, how they've been playing much better since their kind of rough start at the beginning of the year. Um, they've won three out of four. The one game they did lose, they should have won when they blew the game against the Ravens on on Monday Night Football. Um, You know, Wentz has, you know, he did have a stupid play the other night when he just kind of flipped the ball and it turned into an interception. But, you know, Reich has been kind of, you know, you know, holding him in uh, for the most part. And just, he's been getting more comfortable in the offense as the season's gone on. Uh, Their running game has been uh, on point with Taylor and Hines and they got Hilton back. So the Colts are starting to come into form. um, And this is more so a fade of Tennessee coming after, coming off of just two huge home wins. I mean, you beat the two like the two preseason favorites in the AFC at home. You beat Buffalo on the Monday night. You think maybe there'd be a letdown from that game. No, they beat Chiefs in just a dominating blowout. And now they're going on the road to play the Colts. This is the second division they, these two teams played earlier in the year. And I believe um, the Titans won by, it was, it was a very close game. They won by like seven or eight points. So there's a little division revenge angle with that. Um, let's not forget this Titans defense is still not very good. So I think, uh, you know, that was kind of masked on Sunday. I have no idea how the Chiefs only scored three points. I mean, there's just something clearly wrong with them, but I think the old Titans defense will kind of rear itself here in this game. And I I just like the Colts in this spot. So uh, give me the Colts minus one for game number one. In game two, there's a lot of of games I like to speak of, which is kind of scary, Um, but I decided to go with the Lions, getting three and a half here at home against the Eagles. Like I said before, I just don't understand it, why people like this Eagles team. I, Iriani is clearly over his head. I don't think Jalen Hurts is a is a good quarterback. I mean, he clearly is a talented athlete, but I don't, He, you know, I just don't see it. They don't run the ball. Now Sanders is hurt. I, I just don't see it with this Eagles team. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe I'm going to be wrong. Like, I, I took the Lions a couple weeks ago and the Bengals just crushed them. But again, the Bengals, that turns out to be, you know, not too surprising. Um, the Lions, like we've talked about before, then in pretty much every game, they could have won that game against the Rams. They were driving late and uh, got through an interception. I just think this is going to be close and you're getting three and a half. And, um, you know, they, the, the, the Lions players keep fighting for Campbell and they're going to get this their first win here eventually. And what better way to, to beat this just crappy Eagles team that I don't know why people just keep hammering each week with bread, <laughs> and I'm not going to fall for it. So give me the Lions plus three and a half for game two. So Colts minus one lions plus three and a half. And by Andy's reaction, I think he might've caught with these two picks as well. So we'll have have to see. uh, That'd be interesting.
0: Well, thank you for the picks, John. That I, I I'm kind of feeling them. I'm feeling both of those. Those are, those are pretty good spots right there. You know, it's interesting that because the Titans and the Colts are both coming off a win. So it would be interesting to see the dynamic of that. But I think of the two, you're taking the home team. It's a pretty solid choice. So, thank you very much. And good luck to the picks, John. So very good. Um let's now go to Andy and when we are ready for when you are ready, we are ready for your week 8 NFL picks. Take Yeah, up.
1: thanks Dave and yeah, John John right do have both and I'm I'm going I'll pivot on one of them. I am I am I 4 last week and I am I'm I'm going to Vegas this weekend and I I need to uh, ride somebody's coattails because I don't know what, uh, I don't know, up from down. And I'm not at the point where I'm gonna take the opposite of who I like because that is just, that is rock bottom, but we're getting close. Um, so, sorry, John, in advance, because I do, I really like the Titans too. Well, I'm sorry, I really like the Colts too. You, Everything you said is like a bingo's bingo, you know? Uh, this is more of a uh, anti-Titan pick, like you said. they're coming off those two big wins. I think um, the fact that Kansas City was held to three points, that doesn't speak to the Titans defense. I think the Titans defense is atrocious. I think that's the dysfunctionality of the Chiefs overshadowed all the uh, weaknesses of the Titans. And uh, the week before they had that crazy win uh, on the Monday night game against the Bills, And yeah, I just this is a game where I think the the Colts are uh, they seem a lot more cohesive than Kansas City at the moment. Um, Now they get to play uh, on a a much better field and like they do, they got the ground game going well. You know, Taylor is a very good back. Uh, Wentz has his his receivers in in order and their defense is, is, you know, doesn't I wouldn't say it's a minus. I don't think it's a plus either. but. You know, I think they'll be able to uh, get the job done at home. You know, Tennessee, they've had, uh, you know, to offset those two great wins. I mean, they also got their door blown open against the Cardinals and um, that loss against the Jets, albeit they were all banged up. But it's just, just give me the just give me the Colts minus one. And yeah, I also circled that Lions game. But for the sake of the contest, I will pivot and um, you know, I'll, I'll take the packs. I, I actually don't even, I didn't even have that like as my alternate, but I'm going to do it now anyway. I think it's five and a half days. If you can double uh, check.
0: Looking at that, you're let's see.
1: They're out in your backyard and out in LA. Congratulations, yeah. yachts. You got it. And uh, I know they, they played them last year. You know, Belichick had a good game plan for Herbert. This is obviously a much different Herbert. He's grown. He's developed. And uh, this is just like, why are you taking the Pats? They're, you know, the Chargers were everyone's darling. A you know, a couple weeks ago, um, I'm just gonna take them. You know, maybe they got some confidence by beating up on the poor Jets. Um, you know, uh, I'm i I got the pom poms waving around. You know, the, the Pats. They've had uh, some eyesores, obviously, but that Dallas game was pretty close two weeks ago. They uh, they pull stuff out of their ass, uh, you know. Mac Jones, he not he's a rookie, and you're gonna have to have some patience with him. No one's gonna be the next Tom Brady. Some of these Patriot fans are just spoiled, and uh, I mean, if Mac Jones materializes to be like a B minus for his career, like that's That's pretty good. Like, we've been spoiled. And uh, they're finally starting to get both tight ends involved. Uh, Hunter Henry and the other guy, uh, he had some big drops earlier this year. Um, Damian Harris is not, he hasn't fumbled in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, the defense has to obviously step up. It's a much higher class playing the LA Chargers. And it's, yeah, it's five and a half. Just, i'm not saying they're gonna win um hopefully they keep it close for ian eagle and uh yeah getting five and a half you can get a backdoor you know they could be down by uh eight late nine late and uh get, you know whether it's a field goal backdoor touchdown backdoor i think you'll be in good shape give me the patch for game number two
0: all right thank you for the picks Andy didn't Eagle doing that game. That's a very good broadcast assignment for that matchup, but uh, not bad, not bad. So good luck, Andy, to the picks. Let's go ahead and continue with Ron in New Jersey's picks via the text. Let's see what we got for Ron this week and week number eight. Yeah, week number eight of the NFL season. Let's do it, everybody. So here we have uh, these picks from Ron in New Jersey. Now, interestingly enough, he doesn't have any checker on checkers so far. No, actually he does. He does. I'm sorry. He has one. He has one. Okay. So, but game number one, he, <laughs> he does this a lot. He was going to fade his hometown team, the New York Jets. He's going Bengals giving 10 and a half. Is there any reason to refute that pick? Bengals are flying. They just beat Baltimore. The Jets are just terrible. So, I don't disagree with that at all. Bengals minus 10.5 for game number one. Game number two, he will go checker with Jerry's guest pick of Steelers getting 3.5 at the Browns. And, and um, as far as the reason, I can't even say. It's just the Browns are so depleted with injuries. It's a pretty solid choice for Ron. So, for Ron, once again, he's, ha- he's on a roll. He's going to go with Bengals minus 10.5. To go with Steelers plus three and a half for week eight in the NFL. I done Ron. I Good like luck. that
1: Steelers pick too. That's I, I, I like it, Dave.
0: I do too. We I got to root saw... for the over nine.
1: We got to root for or whatever, yeah. We'll oh yeah,
0: you're your your win total. That's right. Good call. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean the, the, I figured that the Steelers, if they were gonna lose a game, it would have been the one against Seattle. But they came out and they found a way to win. That was a good spot for them there all. That's
1: gonna that's gonna come back, you know. That was big beating Seattle big that done. Sunday.
0: Bigly. Bigly. All right, so that leaves it to me. Let me give you my picks for the week. And here they are. Here we go. We're gonna go with these picks i've been doing pretty well with the nfl picks this year so i'm really excited to, to deliver these to you okay so we're gonna start with thursday and look if this is a mush john i i'll do whatever i can to make up for this but packers getting six and a half against the cardinals i i just i understand Devonte adams is out and that's a huge part of their offense i absolutely understand that absolutely the covert scenario is keeping keeping him out of the game but it's two things one I think that Rodgers is more important here than than Adams. I mean, I know how great he is. He's great. He's absolutely great. But you can make up the ground. I don't think that's going to be a problem you can stay within a touchdown of Arizona in this scenario. The second thing is, as John would probably agree with, Cliff Kingsbury with six and a half points to lay at home? I don't love it. I don't love that at all. I do think that's the perfect time to not trust him. And the team they beat last week was garbage. I, Andy, it's funny because, like, I was also Houston plus 20, whatever it was. Oh my God, that team doesn't belong in the NFL. They're so awful. They scored five points. How do you score five points in an NFL game? That's just. And
1: get outscored 31 nothing after you scored the said five
0: points. Great point. They were up 5 nothing early, and they were still outscored and didn't cover it. That's just absurd. That's just absurd. They do not belong in the league. So, you cannot use that as. An evaluation of the of the Cardinals here. I think they're going to have a letdown. I think the, Car- the, I think the Packers could be very sneaky here. We'll see. So, I'll take a chance on it. Not with a lot of confidence, but I'm going to go with the Packers getting the 6.5. Uh, that's a lot of points. Game number two. Kind of the same idea. I don't feel confident in this that much, but there's going to have to be a point. The Cowboys have played amazing football, and they're coming off a bye. So, everything says they're going to have a great game against the Minnesota Vikings, who don't or they're not above 500 they don't have a great quarterback their offense has been really just terrible in some weeks like for example against the cleveland browns but look listen i've been waiting all year for the cowboys to play a bad game i think this is the moment because i think dalvin cook is great i think he he's gonna give them problems i i also think that cousins look he's not good he's okay this is going to be the game where I think the Cowboys lay an egg. I really feel that way. Here's why I think that. Because if the Cowboys really were that good, then why are they only giving a point and a half in this game? Think about that for a second. So the the Vikings are home. There are 83% of the 83% of the bets are on the Cowboys. Then why aren't they like giving like four or five points in this game? Something is telling me that there's something that that point spread is saying something to us. I think what it's saying is that the Cowboys are not that good. Maybe it's the defense that's the problem. I don't know. But this is the game where I think the Cowboys are going to lay an egg. So I'm going to go Vikings plus one and a half. Again, why would they be only giving one and a half if they were really as good as everybody thinks? Something's not adding up. So we're going to go with that. Cowboy, I mean, Vikings plus one and a half to go with Packers plus six and a half for week eight. In the NFL. And I believe that's it for the NFL picks. Just to repeat, Jerry's picks are Steelers plus three and a half and Jags plus three, which is very, very, very interesting. But I like it because, like, the Seahawks are not the Seahawks without without Russ. So let's go look at the uh, action in, in the NFL this week. We do have a bunch of good games. There's Andy hanging in back just to check out what we have. But if you look at what we have uh, on the schedule, the game on Thursday is going to be just a terrific game. Packers versus Cardinals. Yeah, a lot of drama. A lot of drama. I mean, John, you would know this matchup a lot more than I would, so hopefully my instinct is good here. Um, I don't know. But but listen, even if it's wrong, it is what it is. Titans versus Colts. I did put it in because even though you think, well, the Colts aren't that great. But it's a division game. Colts came off a pretty nice win against uh, San Francisco on the road. And the Titans are, are due for a letdown. I think this could be a good game. Vikings, Panthers. Now, oh, I'm sorry. That should be the Vikings That's Cowboys. a
3: doppelganger.
0: Yeah, that's a little bit of a mess. That's a bit of a mess up. Atlanta. But like,
3: yeah, Falcons, Panthers.
0: Yeah, that's that's not supposed to be on that sheet. That's not supposed to be on that sheet. Sorry. But Bucks versus Saints is a game. That's at 425 on Fox. And, you uh, I don't know what that could be interesting. Just it's a divisional game. I never ruled out the Saints scenario there. They're at the Superdome Cowboys versus Vikings. Now that's the one I got my eye on again. I just think there's going to be a letdown for, for the Dallas. We're going to see. So uh, John, let me give it back to you. Get your thoughts on this week's action.
3: Yeah, Dave. I mean, I'm usually very um, fair and, and like optimal, level-headed when it comes to like picking or against the Packers. And I had the same feeling as you. I wouldn't, I would not have touched Green Bay at like two, like Cardinals minus two or minus three. But I feel like six and a half is way too much. And it's just an overreaction to Devontae Adams. And you're exactly right. If you asked me who would you rather have missed this game, Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams? The answer is unequivocally Devontae Adams. I mean, he's an amazing player and he's arguably the best receiver in the NFL, but Rodgers and Lafleur have proven that they can win a, a games without Devonta Adams. He missed a few games, uh, I believe, two years ago, and the Packers didn't lose. Um, you know, and I think those are the two things in this game where the Packers have a clear advantage. Our number one quarterback, obviously, Kyler Murray is is a tremendous talent and is playing great, but I don't think anyone would say he's a better player or, or you know, managing the game better than Aaron than Rodgers Aaron can. And then secondly is the coaching. I just think it's a huge coaching mismatch between LaFleur and Kingsbury and we never trust Kingsbury as a big favorite. Um, I think you're going to, you're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones in this game, um, both running and catching the ball. He's going to be a huge part of the game plan. Um, I think, uh, uh, MVS, Valdez-Scantling is going to be back and that should help open things up a little bit under underneath. He's the kind of guy where, um, you know, he, he runs the deep route and it kind of opens up things in the middle. So I think uh, Cobb can do some work underneath and uh, Tonian. So I, I think the Packers are going to put together a game plan fine on offense. I don't worry about their offense. I think their defense could be in for, you know, potentially a long night because as I mentioned before, they're still without a number of their top players. So um, I think over is probably a good pick for this game too. But just in terms of the spread, I, I don't worry about Green Bay putting up points. I, I, think, this will be, I think this will be pretty close. So I, I would definitely go um, – with the Packers getting the six and a half points um, as far as the other games on the schedule. Yeah. it should be like, I mentioned before, like all these spreads are pretty, pretty even for the week. I, I kind of tend to agree with you with your Vikings Dallas assessment. It's like, yeah, you oh know, my God, Vikings like, yeah, the Cowboys minus one. This is so easy free money, baby. Let's go. But like, why are they only minus one? It just, it just kind of smells. You're, you, you're absolutely right. Dave. Um, I don't know if I'll, probably pick this for like our pool or, um, because I don't know if it's one of my best picks, but I, I tend to agree with you on Minnesota for this one. Um, Bucks saints. Yeah, that should be pretty interesting. The saints defense was really the one team that kind of had Brady's number last year. If you remember the two games, I know, I think it was like week one, they played, maybe you can't take too much from that. Uh, but then later in the year, they beat the Bucks 38 to three in Tampa and then even in the playoff game, they had the Bucs like, beaten pretty much until Breeze started turning the ball over late in the third quarter. Um, so I think the Saints could could stay with them, but I just their offense has no explosiveness to it at all. It's just kind of, you know, Camara for five and six-yard runs at a time, kind of dinking and dunking their way down the field. And the way to beat the Bucs is to just throw heavy because the, the Bucs just completely shut down the run. So, you know, Winston's going to have to show you something a little more than he has so far this year um, and get to get some downfield passing in the mix because they're not gonna be able to run the ball on, on Tampa Bay. Um, but, you know, I, I think their defense can can do pretty well against the box offense. So that, that might really keep the game kind of in check. Um, so that's kind of the, and I, I talked about Titans Colts in my picks. Um, in terms of the, I guess, other games that are on the schedule, we'll see if the Chiefs can bounce back against the Giants yeah, I don't know. I, I had absolutely no idea what that game. That's just gonna be a game to put on Monday night, fire up the old Twitter and, and see some hot takes being fired off no matter what happens in, in that game for for both teams. Um, some of the, uh, I guess the other uh, early games, I, I, I do like that Jags pick. I hate to say that I'm taking Urban Meyer on the road, but how can you take the Seahawks laying three and a half points right now? And that half I think will be, will be key. I did like Washington and Denver. I mean, Denver is just a complete disaster. I mean, remember when they were 3-0 and and we said how fraudulent they were um, and it's it's come to pass and I think Washington will probably beat them. And then again, remember when the Panthers were 3-0? and Man, that feels like years ago. Uh, and the two teams going in opposite directions in that game with the Falcons and the Panthers. You got to think the Falcons will probably uh, get another win there if, you know, assuming Darnold hasn't figured out how to play quarterback again in the last week, which, you know, they might even honestly they should start PJ Walker. And what the hell do they have to lose at this point? Like Darnold is just, you know, he's unplayable right now. Um, so that's an interesting game. And um, I know there's a few others I'm missing. I'll, you know, we can have Andy comment on. But yeah, it's a good schedule on paper this week. So um looking forward to the to the red zone channel should offer some some good stuff on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm showing you some of the 506 sports maps uh, on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, and you can see that that Carolina-Atlanta game has got all the South covered on the TV side. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, I love your point about the Panthers because – I could not agree more and I made the point to at least to myself when they were three and I'm like, this team is not that good. And the game they played against the Cowboys was kind of like the first sign like, yeah, this team sucks. like this is not a good team. They're giving up everything to Dallas um, when they were there. And um, I I loved, I absolutely loved not the game against Minnesota actually, I think I was on I was on Carolina, but the week after, I loved whoever the, the hell was playing them. I I just loved it. Oh, the Giants! Yeah, I think I picked the Giants that, that week. I love them. I'm like, this team is not good. Like, it's not a good team. They bench Darnold. Says all you need to know. So let's go to Andy. Let's get your thoughts on uh, this week's action.
1: Yeah, thanks. I'm just I'm getting these texts here. Um, were we were you talking about? It was the Eagles. The Eagles beat the Panthers after the Cowboy game. That was when we were watching that game together at Chili's.
0: Night. Oh yeah! <laughs> How
1: the fuck did they lose to the Eagles?
0: That's right.
1: How did they still lose the Eagles? <laughs> oh, Dave, I'm getting you're getting a you're getting like a big finger from CBS because you omitted both the number one broadcast, uh, Romo and Nance, Browns, Steelers, not on your list. No, they don't deserve and it. And their bro. number two broadcast team of <laughs> Ian Eagle. You didn't mention Pat's charters. I, just... I, that was
0: close. Cool. You know, it almost did though. I was thinking about it. It's an interesting thought. Like I don't it's know. Great. I love because the board the board doesn't like the Pat. So like our buddy
1: Tullis is like the pats are quote unquote like they're always gonna be quote unquote in the hunt. Yeah. You know, like in the hunt at five and six or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but all that to say, yeah, I uh as someone who has Aaron Jones, I'm hoping Aaron Jones has a productive game tomorrow based on the personnel issues with Green Bay oh
0: god, I'll also be
1: taking Green Bay getting the points with all of us so that'll be fun Uh, I already know I'm going to be taking Atlanta minus three and I hope I don't get kicked out of the sports (laughs) (laughs) it's like the worst position to be in if you have a Falcons ticket is when they're up by like 10 in the fourth quarter with like eight minutes left. Cause you're like, they this is when they get so tight. But um yeah, there's, it's gonna be interesting. Like the, the Bengals are, this is almost like uncharted waters for them with, with this nucleus, with this coach, they've never really experienced like winning and attend, I mean, obviously Burrow and Chase experienced winning and, you know, fruit to their labor at LSU, but in the NFL, they haven't, and um, I'm not saying they're gonna have a like a letdown game against the Jets the way the Jets are uh, have been playing and uh, with their quarterback situation. Um, but I, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know if I would take Bengals minus ten and a half. Oh, I, I guess I probably will. Like in the teaser, would you take Jets minus uh, plus seventeen and a half, or would you take Bengals minus three and a half? Um, I don't
0: know. I would that. I would take Bengals, to be honest, you know. I, I mean, yeah, that's a tough question. That's a good question. Yeah, I would yeah.
1: probably take Jets. So I, I, I'm sorry, I would take the Bengals, yeah. like, taking, you know, tapering off the six or seven points with the teaser. Um, that, obviously, that Cowboy-Viking game, like, <laughs> I can all – I dread how many units I'm going to have on that. <laughs> But between that and the world series game, if that's still going on. But, uh, John probably has better documentation. Like, I don't know how McCarthy is off the bye week I don't know if he's like the opposite of Andy Reed or whatever, but that's just like literally a toss up. I would probably take the home game, the home team and just, you know, see what happens. You know, it's going to be like, 8 20 p.m. on the west coast as that game ends and could be last team with the ball gonna have a have a shot at winning and then yeah dave your steelers browns game you know by default that's what nance and romo are doing and i don't know i mean i think it benefits the steelers that they're playing a very compromised cleveland brown team Baker says he might be able to give it a go, but he'll be in a considerable amount of pain. And then, just let me see what else we got here. Um, yeah, we talked about Tennessee, Indianapolis during the picks. Jacksonville, Seattle. Yeah, I would agree with uh, Jerry and John. I don't, I don't see how Jacksonville. Uh, I, I mean, I don't see how Seattle like covers with with geno smith unfortunately and then uh yeah tampa new orleans is going to be pretty intriguing um it's, i got Kamara in a fantasy league so hopefully winston the will be the dinkin dunk will be uh applied and yeah it'll be you know remember last year Ah, uh, the Saints kind of had their way with Tampa in both regular seasons. One of those was like a Sunday Sunday night game, and it was like embarrassing for Tampa. They got completely embarrassed. So, uh, and then obviously in the in the playoffs, Tampa you know repaid the favor. But um, I, I don't. I would probably take Tampa like Jerry did. Um, I don't know if you know. I I just you know it's Ass Clown. I'd rather you know Brady versus Ass Clown. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Brady every time. And obviously you're going to lose some of those times too, but, um, that's obviously the marquee 425 East coast game. And, uh, yeah, obviously a a much better slate. Um, you know, John mentioned that Houston LA Ram game earlier. Yeah. I don't know who's the quarterback. If it is Cully, I, I'm sorry, if it is, um, the Stanford guy, Davis, I I would probably take the Rams. And if it's Tyrod Taylor, I would, I would probably stay away. And then, the uh, yeah, the Lions, I mean, that's kind of a s- sneaky, intriguing game because the point spread is such a thin margin. Uh, you know, the Lions basically pulled up all the gangbusters, trick plays, and everything that uh, first series against the Rams. I, I don't know if they have any uh, tricks left in the tank, but, you know, the Lions, if, if not now, when to win that game, win their first game.
0: Yeah, good point. The
1: thing, like, the, the, yeah, the Eagles are hot poo. And, and But for some reason, Jalen Hurts gets all this garbage time fantasy points that, you know, Matt Berry's algorithm never took into consideration. But it started that Thursday night game against the uh, Tampa when it was, like, 28-7 to 7 in the fourth quarter. And Jalen Hurts ended up getting, like, 30 fantasy points because of all that garbage yardage. But, um, no, go Lions. I, they got to win a game.
0: They're playing hard, the Lions. i got to give them a lot of credit for keeping it close against the Rams. I, I, I think they really did well for themselves. They even had to lead for a while. They were running all these trick plays. So I was just I,
3: looking at their schedule. I mean, really mm-hmm. the only, I guess you would say, good chances to get a win are this game. And then they play the Bears on Thanksgiving at home. I mean, what a horrible game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of used to it at this point. Yeah. But my goodness. Oof. You know, that, that's just rough. Um, they do play the Falcons and then Denver uh, and then Seattle on the road. But I guess Russ will probably be back by then. So I would say this game and then that Bears game are probably their two best chances to get a win the rest of the season. But
1: yeah,
3: yeah my, my, I'm already looking ahead to Thanksgiving, but that's thats rough. I mean, <laughs> Saints, that's the Saints, that's the best Thanksgiving game. Yeah, that would be a good one. And who are the Cowboys playing? I I did look. Ray- the rain. Oh, that's a good game too. Sorry, we yeah, is a good had game. Three good
0: ones this year. Fun.
3: Maybe hopefully there's like a college game at like one, so we don't have to watch the stupid Bears and uh, Bears and Lions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They'll move. They should move. Like if they if they still did like Nebraska versus uh, Colorado, they should move that to like around there.
3: Actually, I'll, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna look right now at the college schedule that okay. that week. I think there is. I know Ole Miss and uh, Miss State always play, but I think there might be like a Mountain West game.
0: Yeah, it's too bad that games at night because I tend to lose track of it if it's at night. Like I tend to like the egg bowl. I've had some great moments, like the
3: doggy thing that uh, who
0: was it that did that? Was like whoever the guy on Ole Miss or? Who, did.
3: Ah, here we go. So Fresno State and San Jose State, three thirty on uh, Thanksgiving afternoon. So, oh, don't we'll... miss it. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? I'd rather watch that than the Bears and Lions. Fair it's point. Be Fair point. <laughs> rough
0: alright so that's a great uh, way to end it for the NFL segment of our show so that means it's time for us to go to the uh, it is time for us to go to the, the NCAA college football so let's look at last week's action in the NCAA uh, the honest truth of this matter is there was not much action at all it was rough a lot of blowouts we did have some upsets. We had a nine overtime game, but it might have been the ugliest nine overtime game I've ever seen in my life. Oh, John, I'll give it to you for the uh, the the, the <laughs> recap of last week's action.
3: How would they call that a nine-overtime game? Because they because they, each team missed 100 two-point conversions. That got That's so stupid. Like, all right, call the first two legitimate overtimes because they start each started on, like, the 25-yard line or whatever. But then when you go into the two-point conversion deal, just call it the third overtime. Like, each, you know, alternating possession does not need to be considered an overtime. That You know, it's always the longest game in NCAA history. No, it wasn't. That's re- completely ridiculous. That was... I don't know who came up with that idea but when you have two offenses like that that are just you know pitiful trying to do, score a two-pointer it just it was just horrible to watch it was but you know it was kind of mesmerizing to see how they would fail on each play but <laughs> you know it was just it was just ridiculous um, but they should do is like it should be like a a field goal competition like start from the from the 10 and then the 20 and the 30 and the 40 that kind of thing if you're going to do something stupid like alternating two-point conversions or just call a tie at that point i mean come on who cares you know it just it, that was just really dumb it was, uh, but a horrible loss for penn state yeah because now you know they still have to play the, the rest of those teams in the big 10 east and now they're already behind a game so um that was not good for them um, yeah, the early, I actually, I watched a lot of college football on Saturday because, you know, I was traveling and then, you know, I got to the hotel and I was just kind of relaxing. So I watched a lot of this and, um, some really crazy early games. I mean, Oklahoma really could have lost to Kansas. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you look at the box score and you just watched the game, like Kansas was, I would, you know, I'm not going to say Kansas was the better team, but they very played them evenly and could have won. And they shut them out in the first half. And then if not for a, a kind of a fluky play, from Caleb, I mean, it was like a, like a smart play because the refs didn't blow the whistle. But Caleb Williams is getting pushed back on a fourth and one play, and the, they easily could have blown the play dead. Instead, he four, he he like laterals it to a teammate right near him who ends up getting the first down. Otherwise, Kansas would have taken over 29-23 late in the game with a chance to win. Um, so Oklahoma is just kind of scraping by here on every almost every week. I, I would expect them to take a loss here soon. I mean, they just can't keep doing this. Even even if they just keep up this this charade i mean you know you have to fade them like usual in the college football playoff but i think they'll take a loss here at some point but so that was the one game uh, early that was kind of crazy same with navy and cincinnati although you know some of the the, the gambling uh i guess you call them experts that you listen to say it's like an automatic bet surface academy getting more than like two touchdowns you just take it no matter what the situation it's like a 60 percent win rate or because something. they're an so, option team i guess yeah, because they just, you know, shorten the game with their possessions and whatnot. There's just not a lot of uh, time for the other team to kind of get that margin. And it, it kind of proved out on, on Sunday, yeah. or Saturday, Saturday against Cincinnati. and They, they hung in there. Um, the Oregon-UCLA uh, game was probably the most disappointing game of the week, in my opinion. I really liked UCLA in this game. And I think you did too, Dave. I did. Andy did.
0: I was in the building. And, you, and know, you
3: I still think Oregon is a fraudulent <laughs> team. I still think they're going to take another loss, but very disappointed that or, that uh, UCLA could not cash in on this. They started off
0: They like, tried to give it to them. Like in the,
3: the fourth yeah. quarter
0: like when Brown had the third interception in the end zone.
3: Yep. You know, and they, you know, UCLA started off like a ball of fire and they just couldn't sustain it the rest of the game. Very very disappointed in UCLA with that matchup. Um so, you know, and Morgan they got they did what they had to do to win and uh they're still in the mix but again i think they're going to take another loss by the end of the year i have to look at their schedule but you know i think they play at oregon obviously they play at oregon state now that's gonna be a tough game oregon state is actually pretty good this year um so i think we're we're gonna look to fade oregon for sure in that game um trying to think of the other top 25 matchups you're right there there wasn't much on saturday (laughs) um yeah can you put up that that board again dave so i can look at the games yeah there we go um, yeah, the Oklahoma State Iowa State game was pretty entertaining. Um, you know that line. It, they that was have covered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, again, I Matt Campbell and Purdy, they get all this love, and I just don't, I don't see it. Like they are just, they always come up small. I know they won the game, but minus seven for that was just ridiculous. The money line was the play for that game to parlay it with something. You know, minus seven. That, that just, it was just stupid. Um, and then you know. Clemson Pitt. I mean, Clemson, man, what a fall for, for that team. You know, it's like, they're going to be, they're going to be playing in like the Gasparilla bowl or something this year. Like they, they ain't going to show up for that one. Whatever bowl game they're playing and fade Clemson this year. I mean, they're going to scrape to six wins, but um, yeah, I guess that's kind of the only, the only action to, to recap. Uh, You had that game on Wednesday app state beat coastal Carolina, which was, um, you know, it was it was bizarre because they just had gotten blown up a Louisiana the previous week. So then they kind of rallied here for the win against coastal and, you know, coastal is kind of hurting for the, um, that group of five spot. Although if Cincinnati makes the college football playoff, I'm not sure if the committee has to take another school from one of those big bowls, uh which would be kind of a shame because there's some teams that deserve it this year. Um, you know, coastal being, one, you know, they're still in the mix. They're still in the top 25, but the sneaky game of the year next weekend UTEP UTSA, nice some conference USA action. That yep. is going to be that's going to be a good one. Game watching. day should go there, exactly. Yes, yes, I, I approve of that move. Um, yeah, I, I put UTSA in, in the uh, uh New Year's Six Bowls if Cincinnati uh, uh makes the college football playoff because you know, we, I'd rather much see them than like you know. If Wisconsin like wins the Big Ten West or something, you know, it's just it, it, it's an eyesore. Some of these teams like, get some new teams in there. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty light week of of action for college. But like we've always said, the light week sometimes provide you some juice, and we almost had it. I mean, Kansas really could have won that game. So that that in itself, that game was worth the worth the weekend and the you know almost seeing a 40 point underdog win.
0: Yeah, right on. I, I People were on it, too. Some people were oh, I love Kansas. I love Kansas. It was a good spot. They were in Lawrence. Everything seemed, lined up pretty well. I got to give them a lot of credit. They're they they were, they, were, they were, battling. They were good. Um, you know, here's the thing with the Big Ten that gets annoying to me. Like, we were talking about the nine-overtime game. I just think you get this sense that people think that some teams are going to be, oh, this is going to be a tough matchup. Um. But Ohio State continues to just have their way with like teams that are unathletic, and I think a good example of that was last weekend with Indiana. This team is very unathletic, and it's like you might have thought, okay, well maybe maybe Indiana might keep it cooler than three touchdowns. They did not come close. I mean, I mean Ohio State had fifty-one points, or fifty whatever, fifty-three points. I was never, I was never even considering Indiana to cover that spread it was all about the over and they just smashed the over. They almost smashed it at halftime. Like it was like, that's how bad that matchup was. So it just kind of gave you a feel for the weekend. Um, but I do like where you're going with that, John. I think it's really interesting. I'm going to give it to you, Andy, your thoughts of last week's action as well.
1: Yeah, I got a few, you know, got to, got to vent it out. Like, mm, I, I mean, I probably had like 80 tweets over the weekend, but, I mean, it started on <laughs> Coastal Carolina. Thursday night was not good. Uh, t- you know, Willie Fritz is not Willie Fritz this year. Um, it's it stayed on Friday. I mean, besides Middle Tennessee State, uh, that was my one bink. You know, I took well, I th- oh in Utah State too, but yeah, I took Memphis because uh, Gus Malzahn hadn't covered all year, and then like 20 minutes before kickoff, it was announced. Memphis's quarterback would not be playing. That was rough. Oh my never goodness. Never thrown a pass before. And then that was ugly. Um, because, yeah, Dave, you were talking about the under, and then that, uh, yeah, so that's, that happened. And then uh, I'll just a, a quick little antidote about that Colorado State-Utah State game. Uh, that was one of the few binks uh, that night. Uh, Colorado State was, like, driving to uh, kick a game-winning field goal. And... Uh, they got a first down. It was probably got, it was like a 39-yard field goal, I think. So it was around like the 22-yard line. Colorado State had no timeout left, but they had plenty of time to uh, get, you know, lined up and spike the ball. Instead, this is just classic Adazio. Like they send out the field goal team, so everyone's just like kind of discombobulated. They're rushing, and the announcer's like, "What are they doing? They got plenty of time to like spike the ball and." have a relaxed field goal attempt. So what do you think happens? They missed the field goal and Adazio screaming at his special teams coach. It's just classic, classic Adazio. Um, Poor, you know, look at my life. I'm uh, chasing with Arizona, Washington. Um, I should have just taken Arizona plus 18. Uh, Nope. We're going to take Washington minus 18 and then bet Arizona live but that doesn't happen because by the time I bet in Arizona live, they're like getting two. They win. they, they lose by five. I live bet the under 36 and a half because it was three, nothing after one. No one was moving the ball. Final score, 21, 16. It was 16 to seven with about eight minutes left. You're still in good shape. The only thing Arizona can't do is go full Mongo and they go full Mongo. Arizona quarterback throws a, uh, gets intercepted by you know number 92, never a good sign, getting intercepted by interior linemen. Just, God, that sucked. But that was just a harbinger of things to come on the weekend. Yeah, that Illinois-Penn State game, uh, if you're looking for Illinois to have a letdown game, unfortunately, they're playing Rutgers. So I don't know what you do there. Probably just stay away. Uh, i think illinois threw the ball like not including the two-point converters like nine times all game that was just a just an eyesore of a game but um i mean i just stuck with it because i uh, whatever game was supposed to start next like i oh yeah it was dave like that abc didn't go to like oregon ucla until like there was like maybe two minutes left in the first quarter because of how long that overtime went but you know it, it like got uh, you had to watch it on like espn app or whatever espn news uh so fowler and herb street could not be heard uh, <laughs> you know, until what a strange
0: got, outcome of that, that game, yeah, huh? until they
1: finalized yeah. that uh nine overtime game 2018 mm. yeah that ucla oregon game uh dave i chip kelly like i don't know if the pac-12 like admitted that they missed met, messed up on that field goal call but uh, the kicker was like that went in and Chip Kelly was like yeah that field goal went in but they didn't I don't think you can challenge like field goals but it must have gone like over the upright That's really the, weird. The refs ruled it no good but yeah, they're like, they were it, like the next
0: day. I, I mean look I was in the building I thought it was good. That's why I was... Yeah. everybody in the stands thought it was good too it was like so it actually was good. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Uh I watched way
1: too much of that Wisconsin Purdue game uh, another one minor highlight having Wisconsin didn't look good early Mm. now. Like, uh, you know, the whole transitive property scenario, like you have Purdue that beat Iowa, you have, uh, uh, yeah, Purdue beat Iowa and then Wisconsin beat Purdue. And this weekend you have Iowa, uh, hosting, no, Iowa I think goes to Wisconsin and Wisconsin is the favorite, um, I'm, I'm going to take Iowa, and I'll probably be screaming. But, I mean, unfortunately, like, Wisconsin controls their own destiny. They're so bad. Like, I'm taking Iowa. I don't care. I, I, I want to hear you guys I, when we talk about that. I want to hear what you guys think about Iowa-Wisconsin when we uh, move. But um, that's such an ugly game. Um, let's see what else happened last week. Um, Alabama did not look very good for, like, majority of that game but tennessee's defense is so bad alabama ended up covering it was like a bizarro crockpot game because you didn't think at any minute at at any point during the game you didn't really think alabama was going to cover uh but they did alabama's doing very unbama things like uh personal like roughing the passer or roughing the punter on like fourth and 25 you know, giving up like huge, their secondary is not what it's cracked up to be. Uh, you can, you can move the ball on Alabama if you have a good passing game and their offense, you know, Bryce Young, he's, he's good. He's, I know most division one teams would want him, but he, I don't know. He's just, he lacks it for whatever reason. And, uh, but Menchie's a great receiver. Robinson's a great running back. Like I think, the end of the day, you're still gonna get a Bama Georgia SCC championship game. And you know, I i worry about Bama uh, moving that ball against Georgia's defense, but then you worry about Georgia's offense too. Um, yeah, John mentioned Clemson Pitt. I uh was chasing, so I actually took Pittsburgh, who's ready for a uh potential uh wake force Pitt ACC championship it's... game. I mean, we're gonna watch it. We're gonna have yep. to it- Oddly enough, it's – um, w- Wake Forest plays zero defense evidenced by that Army game, Yep, 56 but uh, it will be interesting. You know, Virginia is also entertaining to watch. We'll talk about you, uh, Virginia down the road. They play BYU. I watch way too much of that Virginia-Georgia Tech game, but that Virginia quarterback just throws for a ton of yards, but they don't play defense either. Um, uh, Oh, as – so <laughs> no one probably paid attention to this, but the East – East Carolina-Houston game had, like, a five-hour weather delay because of lightning. So by the time the game started, because the Astros were playing too, I believe, by the time the game started, there was, like, literally, like, 100 people in the stands. <laughs> 9 o'clock Houston time.
0: I was surprised uh, that about. that, I guess that's what happened. Okay, I was wondering about that because, like, it was, like, 9 o'clock Pacific. I'm like, why are these teams playing right now? So that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, it was okay. a weather
3: delay. Gotcha. Weather well, there delay. was no 10 o'clock Eastern game, so that kind of gave you a nice little window there yeah. Um, because there was, there was no West Coast games, crazy enough. I mean, you had the late Hawaii game. But there were no, like, 10 or 1030 starts, so that delay uh, uh, came in handy if you were looking for some football at that time.
0: Yeah, true story.
3: Yeah, uh, a couple more quick
1: hitters. Yeah, Dave, I'm heavily disappointed in your uh, North, uh, USC team. Yeah. I don't know their name cover, but they're not any good. We talk about this every week, but Slovis, man, he is – he hasn't only regressed a little bit. He is just <laughs> Benjamin <Button laughs> style. Like, my God, he is just so underdeveloped now. Um, I wish Jackson Dart could play and see what they got in Dart, but I guess he's too hurt to get back. Hopefully he can play by the end of the year. Uh, Utah, I mean, the same Utah team that shut out a Arizona State team uh, last or two weeks ago is the same Utah team that uh, gagged it against Oregon State, but I think Oregon State's actually you know halfway decent. They've covered more times than not. Their only like weak blemish was a couple weeks ago when they, they kind of spit the bit in the second half against Washington State. But that was a terrible second half out of Utah. It wasn't Cam Rising's fault. It was just their defense got out. You know, you can't if you give 28 points to Oregon State in the second half, you probably deserve to lose that game. And then Dave, yeah, you're bingo on that. Ohio State, you know, they are a bully team against Indiana. And lastly, the, I thought the best game that probably no one was watching. It was, this is like a Ron and John special was Nevada, Fresno state. I think you had two future pros at quarterback battling it out with Carson strong and, and Hainer. And then, um, I think, uh, Dobbs for Nevada that he has to be an NFL prospect at wide receiver. He's tall and he's fast. He had like 19 catches. Um, it was a, Great backdoor for Nevada, getting uh, three and a half, and they they scored a touchdown down eight with uh, on basically the last play of the game, and they did not get the two point conversion. So getting three and a half, they lose by two. That was a bank, and uh, yeah. So now Fresno State, San Diego State is a great Mountain West game this weekend. Uh, San Diego State uh, undefeated, no quarterback, but uh, they. They get the job done against Air Force. Um, you know, we like the Mountain West on this program, and we will be uh, heavily interested in that San Diego State-Frendo State game this weekend.
0: Yeah, how about Fresno State? Give it to them. That's, that's great. I mean, the Mountain West has got way more juice than the Pac-12 this year. That's not even close. Like, you know, it's interesting you talked about how Utah lost after beating Arizona State. It's like, isn't that just the most on-brand? They were like,
1: up 14 nothing. so that's great. Yeah, two I Pac-12 mean, teams this week up 14 nothing like basically before the uh, you know before you can like get settled in your couch Yeah. and, and they didn't hang on
0: yeah rough, rough 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 but i will say on this topic of nevada they're going to be at san diego state on november 13th and i i got a ticket to go to the game I'm really looking forward to that game. I'm hopefully both teams can hold up uh, this coming week or the next two weeks and we'll see what happens. But if either of you are in town, let me know. I'd love to go to the game. I'd love you to tag along for that one because that, that should be a good game. That should be a fun one. But uh, uh, good stuff. Okay, let's look at this week's action. John, I'll give it to you first. I mean, I – well, let me just give you the slide just to give you an idea if you're watching on YouTube, like what the what the great games are this week. Um I don't remember anything specific jumping out at me. In fact, look at how small that <laughs> I mean there's <laughs> not much going on. And even in Penn State, Ohio State's kinda generous. I'm not even sure if that's gonna be a close game either. But I mean if I'm gonna pick one team to keep it close with Ohio State other than Oregon, maybe it'll be Penn State. Almost Auburn, I mean, that's just gen I'm just being generous with that. I don't know. I don't think Auburn's that good. But listen if Matt Corral is going to increase his Heisman chances there's your there's your chance to do it so John let me give you your, get your thoughts on this week's action
3: yeah um how's penn state ranked that, that's what strikes me at that crap <laughs> great there.
0: question a great question they just lost I don't know I don't know either
3: to, to illinois I, yeah, I, I don't get it I mean you know you know the, another thing before I get before I get in the games I can't wait for the the committee ranking next week when Cincinnati is drop to like number seven by the by those clowns so that's you know that's probably what's going to happen um you know how they, they screwed the group of five teams every year but yeah i the, the big 10 east i guess that's where the action is this week um michigan michigan state uh that's that. you know regardless of what you think about either team they're both highly ranked they're both undefeated it's a rivalry game so that's clearly kind of your game of the week we'll see really what both teams were made of um you know michigan state has kind of had some close calls, some games where, you know, they really didn't do anything on offense. The Nebraska game comes to mind uh, In the second half. They, I don't think they had a first down, maybe two first downs. Same thing against Indiana. They just kind of skated by, but hey, they're, they're winning the game. So they're, you know, they're in position to, to um, you know, if they went out, they're going to be in the college football playoff. Um, you know, cause the games are right in front of them. You know, Michigan really hasn't gotten much out of their quarterback play this year, but just a, a really dynamic, uh, rushing attack with Corum and Haskins as carrying them. Plus their defense has been phenomenal and getting rid of Don Brown, who's now at Arizona was really the best move they could have made. And they brought in this guy from the Ravens. So there's the the Harbaugh brothers connection took away. um, I think it was their linebackers coach or something like that. And, you know, now their defense is playing phenomenal. So I'm, you know, if I had to pick this game, I'd probably go with Michigan just because like I said, Michigan state has had some pretty fluky wins. And I don't think they're um, I don't think they're as as good as Michigan in my opinion, but again, it's a rivalry game. So anything can happen, but I, I, you know, I'd lean to Michigan in this one. Um, You got Texas and Baylor there. I mean, Baylor has been kind of a pleasant surprise this year. They were pretty terrible last year, but you know, chalk that up to a first year coach and COVID and the whole bit, but um, they've been really impressive, especially at home. And, Texas defense. I mean, man, you can do anything you want against them. So I think you got to lean Baylor in this one and certainly probably a lot of points scored. Um, yeah, the old Miss Auburn game. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Auburn's favored. Bo Nix at home is better than Bo Nicks on the road, I guess, but I- I'm probably going to stay away from this game. I, I don't really don't have a, I have a feeling on it. Um, and yeah, Penn state, Ohio state, not, not much there. Um, you know, Penn State has a good defense, so maybe they'll be able to slow down Ohio State a little bit. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, CJ Stroud has been playing much better lately than he did earlier in the season. And uh, they're not other offenses, and they have you know two of the best receivers in the country. So they're still going to get their points. And ever since Clifford got injured, he's just not been the same player in their offense. They just, they can't run the ball. So it's going to be a tough, a tough one for them. Um, but, you know, maybe their defense can keep them in it for a little bit, but I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I don't foresee them winning that game. Um trying to see if there's any other, you know, interesting games I want to mention here. Yeah. They, I, I guess I'll give my thoughts on the Iowa Wisconsin game. Um, the <laughs> under 30 over is 37, I would say play the under, I mean, I don't see how either team moves the ball in this, in this matchup. I mean, two unbelievable defenses against two, you know, the, just the slowest paced, non-explosive offenses you can find going up and one against each other. It might end 14 to 10 or whoever makes like a turnover is going to win the game and get like gets a short field or something to do with special teams is going to be the difference because just, just both teams moving the ball like from 20 to 20, it's just not going to happen. So it's probably the lowest over under I've seen in years for college football. I know the army Wisconsin one was like 39 a couple weeks ago and that came in. I, I probably see a similar similar game uh, to that. So I, w- I would say under for sure for that. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you know, we could go down the list for some of these games here and, you know, we'll, you know, it'll, it'll be an interesting slate. Like it always is. You know, like I said, even when there's not much on paper, it's still, still some good action and obviously games to bet on. Oh, Dave, you didn't put Georgia and Florida on here. I mean, I was thinking about
0: huge, it too. Right. Yeah.
3: It's a huge rivalry game. Mm-hmm. Obviously both teams coming off a bye. Um, florida that kind of you know wtf loss against lsu when lsu had, was just missing a hundred players um georgia's just been pretty dominant but you know again it's a rivalry game you know florida's gonna bring their a game and this is their only chance to make it to the sec championship to, to if they won this so yeah
2: it's know, on paper. I, I
3: could see florida staying within the spread i mean i'm not again like i try to stay away from some of these games mm-hmm. these high profile games are usually pretty sharp with the lines i like to like going to some of the other ones um so we'll do that in our picks but yeah i guess it's kind of an interesting late night game virginia byu mm-hmm. it's like the the bronco mendenhall Bulls. Yes. obviously he was at byu for all those years and now he's at virginia and they're playing at byu and these virginia games are crazy like, there's just a ton of points scored just crazy shit happening and these. Virginia games and same with BYU, so that'll be an interesting game to watch on. Uh, that'll be my go-to on Saturday night. After we'll see where we are with in terms of the chasing situation, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of all I got for you in terms of the preview. Just one more thing, uh, you guys see the conference expansion news, like the if you know the, the GIF with the two Spider Mans pointing at each other, like that's the AAC and Conference USA now because <laughs> if there's there's no difference between the two. Like you're gonna lose cincinnati ucf and houston and yeah our, our response to that is sure let's get north texas rice yeah uab um florida atlantic uh and there's like one other team and i think they did grab utsa so i think that's a savvy move but some of these other teams are just complete dead weight like who wants to like no offense to any you know any of our listeners who went to these schools or are fans of these schools but i mean rice and north texas literally add nothing it, it, they're just training they're Essentially, they got off the, the life raft of, of the Conference USA. It's a sinking ship because other schools are going to the Sun Belt. But I am so glad that UConn left that. I could not imagine playing that schedule every year um, against those teams. I feel bad for um, South Florida is really the only team left in Temple, too. That kind of was like part of the original Big East way back in the day when that kind of first, um, uh, you know, came to be. And now they're stuck with this. Island of misfit toys. So, yeah, you know, we'll see. It's always a interesting scenario with the realignment. But I don't know what conference USA is going to do. Now. I think they're going to be down to like four schools after all this, all this uh, realignment takes place in uh, in a few years. But, yeah, um, yeah it should be should be another good week. And uh, you know, we'll hopefully we'll have a have a positive day on Saturday. I love it. I did want to
0: address the Iowa-Wisconsin game because Andy was really curious as to what we both thought. So John gave his thoughts. Andy gave his thoughts. I'll give you my thoughts, too. It is in picks, actually, so I'll get into that. But I will comment on the total. Yeah, I think if you're going to pick a side of that total, it's going to be the under. There's no doubt. It is really low. Actually, John, you undersold it. It's 36 and a half. That's crazy.
3: I... I I still go under. Like I said, I think it's going to be, like, 14 to 10. Yeah. um, Obviously, you could get fluky, you know, turnovers putting the ball on the 10-yard line. But, like I said, neither of these teams are going to move the ball from 20 to 20 on on these two defenses. It's just not going to happen. And um, there could be a weather situation, too, after checking to that. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be uh, cold and windy uh, in Wisconsin. I know it was when I was there last weekend. So.
0: No, I love the call. I love the call. I would absolutely be on that too. Um, I'll give you the weather. No, no, nothing significant. Just eight mile per hour wind. There's no rain or anything in the forecast, so it doesn't look like there's anything there. But it doesn't matter. Like I think I I completely agree with you. So uh, let's go to the picks, everybody, and we'll start with John's. I mean, with Ron. Oh, can name. I can I talk about the games real quick? Yeah. Wait, did we? Did I give it to you for that? Oh, I did not. Okay, let's give it to you for this week's action. Just two qu- quick hitters. No, yeah. Uh,
1: CBS is really on you because you you didn't bring up the cocktail party. No, I didn't. <laughs> Why do you hate CVS? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so Ole Miss-Auburn, like, I'll probably just piggyback whoever John takes, because it's like, if I bet on Auburn, they don't cover. And I bet against Auburn, Bo Nix is doing like, it's good Bo Nix. I just can't figure out that game. Uh, Kentucky- Ole Miss, I'll take Kentucky. I know they've you know, they had a week off after losing to Georgia, but uh, I, that's, got, that's kind of like a sneaky good SEC game. Kentucky at Mississippi State. Uh, I'll take Kentucky there. And then, um, yeah, checker on a checker with that Virginia-BYU game with Juice because, yeah, that, that could be kind of wild. And then a, a sneaky, uh, kind of like a sneaky Mongo game is the undefeated SMU uh, Mustangs uh, playing Houston, who's 6-1. and one. Uh, Houston lost their first game of the year. I think it was Texas Tech or what, some Texas school. Yeah, Texas Tech, I think. But it's like Sonny Dykes versus Holgerson. Like, I'm, who do we take? You flip a coin or you take Holgerson because it's at home? I mean, I, I don't know. But that's a good game. That's a good game
0: um yeah I, I mean listen i i don't think it has to be like a top 25 like top 10 matchup to be a good game i, mean, I think you can have great I agree. that's a
3: good one yeah. yeah i'm still i'm still bitter about that week one game i had houston and they just completely gave it away in the second half against texas tech it was like 24 to nothing or something and they didn't score a point in the second half against texas tech who is not good by the way they just fired their coach Oh, I'm still annoyed about that guy. but yeah, <laughs> Houston, SMU, I yeah, who knows? I mean, SMU has been playing really well. I just, you know, I I don't I don't trust Dykes either, especially in you know what SMU in a bowl game. That's where you fade in because he's just horrible in a bowl game. But this matchup, I don't know. I, I might lean SMU. We'll have to see by Saturday.
1: Yeah, wasn't it was it that SMU FAU game that we all loved SMU?
3: Yes. Yeah, well, they giving, like. Uh, yeah, I think the game, the spread was like it started at like three, and then it went all the way up to ten because like Kiffin left, they had players not playing in the game, and they just laid an absolute egg in, in that, and it was just it was rough. I'd have to go back and look. He's one of the like the worst bowl coaches. Him and the dude from Temple, I, horrible in in bowl games. It's always one of the ankles you got to kind of kind of look at. I guess when you're yeah. handicapping bowls, sometimes you forget about it, but yeah, we're not not forgetting that one for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on those teams as well. So now we will go to the picks. We're going to start with Ron in New Jersey, who's just been on a roll the last couple of weeks. So let's go to those picks now. And Ron has these for us from college football. So let's see if he has an opinion on that Iowa game too. He does not, but he will go with a couple of games from the Midwest. Just He's going to – or kind of the Midwest. He's going to start with Texas getting three at Baylor, which is a very interesting pick. I think both of like John and Andy were on the Baylor side. It seemed like based on the conversation. So Ron's going to go the other way and go with Texas. Game number two for Ron. He's going to go Purdue getting seven and a half at Nebraska. I have no I have no comment on that. That's interesting. Um, I mean, it could really go either way. I think that's my only comment. But uh, Ron, he's on a roll. I'm not I'm not going to say that his picks are wrong at all. He's gonna go Texas plus three and Purdue plus seven and a half for college football week number nine. Yeah, I don't think it's. I I think he's on the right. He has the right idea with Texas. I mean, getting value is good in the Big Twelve, and I just think in general, who knows what the hell Nebraska is gonna do? I mean, Scott Frost, I I have no idea. I, I just I couldn't even tell you at this point. So, John, let's go back to you, and when you're ready, we're ready for your week nine picks.
3: All right, Dave, thanks. Um, yeah, interesting card this week. So, we're going to start off with some fun ACC action, and I'm going to take Miami getting nine points at Pittsburgh. You know, you know we talked about you know, it a little bit earlier. I mean, they're having a, a really good season. Uh, Kenny Pickett has gone from kind of ho-home to he might be drafted. I mean, he's having a really good season. I just don't think there's much separation between a lot of these ACC teams and giving nine points is a lot to ask, um, especially to a team like, Pitt's another one of these teams, like, okay, I can get behind them as like an underdog or kind of a pick them game, but you're laying nine points. I, I don't know, I'm just not feeling it. Earlier in the year, they were, I think, minus 15 against Western Michigan at home and they lost. I mean, that's it is the kind of team that can just throw up an egg like that. And, um, you know, they've been playing great lately. I'm not going to deny that they haven't. They're kind of the, the best of the worst, I guess, in, in that conference, at least in that side of the division. But um, again, it just feels like too many points. Miami's season easily could have just gone into the toilet after they lost King. But this new guy, Van Dyke, if you look at his numbers, the first two games he's played, he's just he's been really good. Last week against NC State, he had uh, like, like 80% completion percentage, over 300 yards, four touchdowns. Um, I just think this is a, a within a touchdown game. So um, give me all those points. Give me Miami plus nine at Pittsburgh uh, for game number one. Game two, old Willie Fritz has burned us this year, but we're going to go back to him again. Two um, Wayne plus 25 against Cincinnati. Now I know it goes against all like possible, like, you know, logic. Well, Cincinnati's going to try to run with the score and, you know, they need to make the college football playoff. They need to make a statement, the, the whole bit but they were minus 27 or minus 28 last week against Navy. They didn't cover that game. They only won by seven, but again, like the triple option and whatnot, kind of, um, like we talked about, it did, you know, kind of shortens the game, limits possessions, and and kind of keeps it within a margin. So it's it's a little different, obviously, taking Tulane, but I don't think Tulane is only two points worse than Navy. I thought this spread was gonna be like 21 and you're getting a little bit extra there, 25. Listen, if Cincinnati wins this game 51 to 28, you still cover, which is a very reasonable possibility. I mean, Tulane's defense is just horrid. I mean, Cincinnati might put up 50 in this game, but I think Tulane has showed they can score the ball. There's been some games this year, especially at home where they've been very competitive. I mean, they only lost by what, five to Oklahoma. They were right in that game against Houston in the third quarter earlier in this year. They had the lead before some turnovers just completely derailed it. And they, they lost by 18, but it was a misleading score. Um, they, you know, they moved the ball fine against SMU last The last time they played it. they just, you know, their defense is so bad. But I, I just think this is way too many points. Um, again, if it's 51 to 28, you still cover. And I can see it easily seeing a, a score like that. So, um, give me Twain plus 25 in addition to Miami, Florida, uh, plus nine. Those are my picks for this week. NCAA week nine
0: wow i love it so wait just let me get those numbers again so you had miami plus nine and then the uh what was the number for the other game like it was 25 Yeah, lane plus
3: 25.
0: i like that i do because i think what you're seeing with like cincinnati is just as an example like i think the, the pressure is starting to get really really big on them i feel it so good picks thank you very much for those ron i mean for john and good luck Let's go ahead and uh, continue, then. And who's next on the card? Oh, it's me. Okay. <laughs> I didn't take that game, John. So, you won't have to worry about the mush, at least. So, we'll see what we got uh, from, from my card. I'm going to go with these two picks. Let's go. Um, let me see. There we go. Okay. All right. So, uh, for week nine, I, I think it's going to be fairly... I don't, I've been really bad with NCAA picks. So... Whatever I've said as far as any of these selections, I, I mean, take it with a grain of salt. But I I mentioned the Iowa game. I'm going to actually take the points on it because there aren't going to be that many points, right? So I figure it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go with Iowa, getting the 3.5 at Wisconsin. I mean, it's probably the best play you could possibly make with a matchup like that. Neither team is good with offense, and both teams are okay at defense. Iowa's defense should be a little better. So from that standpoint, I'm going to go with the, with the value. I'm going to go 3.5 points for Iowa. In game number two, it's not a good pick. And I'll tell you why, because Kansas had such a great effort against Oklahoma. So, why would I think that on the road they're going to be covering 30 against Oklahoma State? The only reason I have, as far as that's concerned, is because Oklahoma State's offense is just bad. Like, it's just not good. So, I'm like, so the basic question for me is how are they going to score 30 points? And that's pretty much it. <laughs> it's pretty much what it comes down to. Can they even score 30 points? I'm going to say no. So from that alone, I'm going to go with Kansas covering the spread. So Iowa plus three and a half and Kansas plus 30 and a half for week nine are my picks for, for this contest. Okay. So now let's uh, let's go to Andy. We'll close it out with his picks, I believe. I think John gave his. Yep. So Andy, when you're ready, we're ready for your picks.
1: All right, thanks, thanks, Dave. Um, I have a bunch of games written down, but let's just try to truncate it here. Game number one, Rogo Fresno State getting one at San Diego State. Listen, we've been betting San Diego State all year long, basically. Um, They pulled some games out of their fanning with their defense. Their quarterback uh, is not very good. Uh, Brady Hope just probably doesn't emphasize offense. Their defense has just been that good, and it's uh, just been carrying them as traditionally they are apt to do. Um, and Fresno State, obviously, uh, they they go as far as their quarterback goes. You know, they had uh, you know a very entertaining game against uh, your UCLA school, Dave, or I know USC, but you were, you know. You work for EC So they're both Very fair Very fair, 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 yeah. fair So um, But no this is I, I just feel like This is gonna be um, See the Biggest challenge uh, San Diego State Has faced so far From a team that uh, They're matched up against Offensively And uh, I, I I just feel like You know Hayner Will do Will do more than San Diego State's defense Can handle Um, because eventually, yeah, San Diego State's offense is going to have to deliver because their defense can't do it every single time. So give me Fresno State getting one for game number one. And then, uh, God bless America, game number two, I am going to take... uh, Meeny, meeny, miny, moe. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Arizona State giving 15 and a half to the uh, Washington State Cougars. Gone is Nick Rolovich. Uh, gone are four uh, assistant coaches. They played hard for they they played hard for Rolovich all throughout his uh, time up in Pullman, and then even after his departure, they played pretty good um, for this interim guy. Uh, they covered against BYU, but they were a little loose. Uh, I don't even think BYU played their best game. They still won. Um, in as, as we've all seen Arizona State, um, although they have been a little Jekyll and Hyde, uh, especially that second half against Utah. When they are clicking, their offense is uh, really, really good, and their defense is. Uh, that second half against Utah, notwithstanding, great. Um, great might be a little strong, but very good for Pac-12 standards. And they're on, you know, they're on the road. Of, I'm assuming uh, it will be warm. And I just don't think Washington State will uh, just be cohesive enough to, to hang with the Sun Devils. I would assume The Sun Devils are gonna be, you know, extra motivated. They've had uh, an extra week to stew on that awful second half against Utah. And I would assume and hope and like to see them take out their frustrations on a rudderless Washington State team. Uh, It's a lot of points, minus 15 and a half, but you know, Gaten Daniels is a really prolific Fun, uh game-changing quarterback. So give me Arizona State minus 15 and a half for game number
0: two. Alright, thanks, Andy. Good luck. Good luck, John, as well. Good luck, Ron, and Jerry as well. Jerry's picks will come in later. We'll we'll post them on, on the website. But uh all in all, some savvy picks, I think, on on the part of our panel tonight. And um yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I I I do think that i i saw a lot of favorites covering last week I and mean, they usually i'm sure they weren't that many but it felt like a lot <laughs> so um i just think there are gonna be some big upsets this weekend so we'll see so um that's about it for tonight john i'm gonna give it back to you for a second and let's get your final thoughts on this on on uh, our football picks this week certainly i think the setup is good and by the way happy halloween everybody on behalf of my pet pumpkin for the week, spooky. And we want to wish you a happy Halloween. So I hope your Halloween goes well. Um, John, your thought, your final thoughts as we head into Halloween weekend.
3: Oh yeah. You can always see like people in costumes and, and stuff on the games on Sunday. That always seems to happen when my like, Halloween falls on a, you know, a football football day, but yeah, it should be another, should be another fun weekend of, of action. And um, you know, the, the college slate, the next two nights is a little rough if you had what the schedule, but we'll, you know, try to find a few picks, but thankfully the, uh, the NFL game tomorrow is obviously very, very good with Green Bay, Arizona. Um, you know, the college action, not so much, but we'll make up for it on Saturday and yeah, it should be another, should be another fun weekend. Can't believe this is the last weekend in October. The season's flying by, but we'll enjoy every Saturday and Sunday as they come because, you know, it'll be gone before you know it. So, um, yeah, it should be another fun week and I hope everyone, uh, has some, uh, has some profitable, Picks and uh, you know make some money, uh, make some money this weekend. So uh, best of luck to everybody.
0: I reciprocated all that back to you too, John and Andy. Let's go to you for final thoughts.
3: Yeah, crazy times.
1: It's already Halloween in a few days, and obviously, as we said many times on this program, the holiday season between October 31st and December 31st, you blink. It's so crazy. It goes so fast college football season goes so fast you know uh, November by the time November, we, we don't have that many like full slate Saturdays left we have to cherish them and uh, that's why please be profitable please break even it'd be so much better you know can't have a repeat of last Saturday I don't have enough brain cells left and uh, good
3: luck in Las Vegas I hope, I hope some winners uh, come your way thank it, you Yes, it's an interesting place. I know me and Dave met up there a couple of years ago and we were putting like second half live bets and quarter bets and it can it can get a little overwhelming <laughs> at times, but like you've got to you know, it, it, you could get have you could have like twenty tickets going at, at one point if you're not if you're not careful. So
1: Yeah, I assume, yeah, because uh last time I was there in March of uh twenty nineteen, like I don't remember the kiosks being there, but I'm guessing now there'd be more more inventory for the kiosks and, you know, cause of COVID and stuff. And that makes it easier to, to gamble. And obviously the, uh, the uh, M life MGM app will be at your disposal too. So yeah, I'm just going to have to exercise a little bit of discipline and, you know, we'll obviously be in communication to see who we're all taken and it'll be, it'll be fun, but yeah, it's going to be crazy. Halloween is, Right here in the in the front. So and uh, yeah, World Series in action. Disappointed in the disappointed in the Braves. Dave called the I Astros did. back tonight, and they have um, just one bad inning out of Freed. But oh, I think this series is gonna go seven games at this point. Yeah, so, crazy times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just figured for this specific game, like the Astros were too good to just go down 0-2. Especially the game at home, so I was just thinking in those terms. So, should be a good series, I agree. So you're going to be in Vegas for like Saturday. Will you be there that that day, that night? That's going to be a crazy night.
1: Yeah, I'm going to Friday night to Monday. So the band, I'm, I'm guessing you've heard of the band Fish, but they're they're going to be <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So they play at T-Mobile Arena. Okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm I'm going to like one night, but my buddies from UMass, they're already there now. Okay. Uh, so this mongo time.
0: <laughs> for sure. You you know the guy on the board named Fish. He must be lo- uh, Did you tell him?
1: No, he hasn't I don't think he's been on the board lately. Oh, but, okay. Um if he's there if I if I see him I'll, I'll pass the note.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Well, enjoy your trip, man. I hope that safe travels. Hopefully it goes well for you. And uh fellas, thanks. Happy Halloween and enjoy your weekend wherever it may be. Take care everybody.
1: Will do. Thanks. Good luck, great.
3: everybody. See you, guys. Good luck. Thanks, everybody.
0: Peace. Take care, everybody. All right. Well, that's that's another great show in the books. As we mentioned, it's Halloween weekend, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this week. Good luck to all your picks as well. We hope you take our advice, and we hope that advice hits for you. And uh, if not that, have a great time. Enjoy all the treats, the candy, the food, the costumes, the parties, the drinking. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff going on on Halloween weekend, so we're hopeful. We're hopeful that you all can be a part of that. And um, I'm just gonna say good night. Have a good one. We're glad to be back. We missed you. And and um, and uh, if you missed any of our episodes in the last few weeks, check them out at didcow.com. We are on social media as well. You can check us out at didcal on Twitter, Facebook.com/didcal, and as far as subscribing to this program. Go to your Apple Podcast player or your podcast player of choice, and choose and look for Dave in the City Out West, or Did Cal for short. I'm Dave Medina. Have a wonderful weekend, as, as I mentioned. Get after those treats, and we'll see you next time.